from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week in Nintendo Main, we're back to talk about GoldenEye coming to Nintendo Switch, plus all the personas. Luckily, I'm not running it this week, so it's actually going to work. I did get that demo. Will I treasure it, though? I try to get away, but the life keeps calling me back. You got that life. Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 355 is the episode number that it is. Sorry for missing last week. I was in full recovery, and Jeremy and John tried to record some stuff, but it didn't It didn't all come out. But what came out was pretty good, I guess. It was it a Patreon-only thing. It was a little technical hiccup, but yeah, it worked out. But we are your hosts. I'm Trey Velvet Room Dweller Johnson. Do your arms bend backward? I can't remember what it is. Uh, <laughs> I am Jeremy, Slayer of the Lord of Blood, Mikowski. And I'm John. Give us achievements. It's 2023 knitter. Only about 20 years late on this. Well, they haven't done it yet. I think the quote is, uh, yeah, sometimes my arm bend, my arms bend back. That's what you're talking about. But that wasn't in the Velvet Room. That was in, uh, I guess you would have said that there. But that event didn't happen there. That was like in that uh, train or whatever. Anyway, yeah, they're, they're, very, they're very similar places. One is red and one is blue. These so They're both moving on a track. One on a track of literature and the other on an actual track. Sure. Uh, well, welcome to the show of Nintendo Main Podcast episode. I already said the episode. Let's uh, actually, um, you wanted to say some stuff here, John. We haven't really mentioned much uh, world news stuff in a while, but I did. But um, there was a shooting in, in Monterey Park this week, and, and you know, it's it was the 39th mass shooting this year, according to Gavin Newsom, the governor of California. And we're only 25, the 39th, and we're 25 days in. Wow. Um, but I mentioned this specifically because yeah, this I, I I lived here for about two, two or three years in Monterey Park, and I know that neighborhood well. In fact, the dance studio that um, it happened at, I used to walk by there almost every day. The library was right across the street from the the dance studio, and and the library was a great place to go and sit and work and just have some some uh, you know concentration time. And and yeah, so I I turn on the news on Sunday and I hear that this happened and right there in my old neighborhood. And um, it's just kind of brings all this stuff close to home and, and uh, you know, it can happen in anybody's neighborhood in your neighborhood. And it's time we do something about it. What happened exactly? 11 people were shot and killed. I think 20 people, 20 people were injured. I think, I think there was 10 more people injured in addition to the 11 that died. Um, But it was a dance hall. So it's the, it was the Chinese, the, it was the Lunar New Year, and, and and that being a Chinese neighborhood, they have a major celebration in Monterey Park every year. There's like you know thousands of people in the streets, and it's a big deal. And uh, coming toward the evening, there was a dance hall in the neighborhood that uh, was 
hosting more celebrations and someone walked in there and just started shooting up the place and he uh, you know he killed 11 people there and then he went to a second location in Alhambra nearby city uh, where thank god somebody stopped him was able to wrestle the gun away from him and told him to get out and uh, so he didn't he didn't uh, succeed in his shooting at that place but yeah 11 people died um and then the next morning he was caught in Torrance, which is, I want to say it's about f- probably 40 miles away. And he was caught at just outside the um, a mall where I used to work as well. And that was just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very familiar with all of Southern California and just to see this play out and, you know, familiar locations to me. It was just like, it makes it very vivid. That mall, by the way, there was a, there was a shooting at that mall some years ago, two or three years ago. So it's like, let's just stop all this. Like, let's get serious about gun control, make something happen. And, uh, so that we don't have a 40th shooting, you know, before the end of January. Jeez. Yikes. I I thought for some reason, I thought you were talking about Michigan because, uh, there was, there was something that happened in Michigan just because you live there now, but I mean, it can, yeah. Just a matter of time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it can happen anywhere. Yeah, well, I mean, it was like that shooting on the Fourth of July parade that was like in like the rich part of the Chicago. No, it's not in Chicago, but it's in a suburb like filled with rich people. It's where like Ferris Bueller lived in the movie. You know, yeah, it's like that's. I mean, you want to talk about the dangerous place or whatever? That's supposed to not be a dangerous place. Right. And that dude, Monterey Park is a very nice, nice people. neighborhood, and yeah, you wouldn't expect that it happened there, but but it did. With some rich kid who got a gun. Made a bunch of videos about it too, preempt preemptively and posted on YouTube. Jeez. So yeah, um, but that sucks. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I've I've been uh, I've been out of it because uh, I don't know. I don't think I mentioned it at all on the on the episode last week. But I had a surgery last week, so I was really trying to do nothing at all. I didn't even post anything. I haven't even sat at this desk for like a week. So I was just really trying to get better. So so I hadn't heard about that, but that sucks. Yeah, stop the yeah. stop shooting people. Yeah, but anyway, uh, well, let's hear about uh, what we've been playing this week. <laughs> Positive aspects. Like I said, there was some stuff that was recorded last week, but didn't it didn't make it. It got it got a uh, whatever. It got destroyed or corrupted or whatever happened to it. It disappeared forever. But uh, we should just repeat some of that stuff. So why don't you? Uh, I know John went on a quest to I find did. to find some things, and and at, and at the right time, right? Because the uh, these things you were yeah. questing for haven't they their time has come or whatever the their time has come and gone the so end, I, they they do not exist anymore and these things are that's it um yeah the mcdonald's toys for the mario movie i went around and I just i made a habit last two weeks or so if i saw mcdonald's i'd stop in and and see what they had and i was able to su- successfully collect most of them the only one that i didn't get was the mario in the pipe that was like the so, first one, I think, right? Wasn't that like the first run of it? Yeah, maybe that was it. So I, I didn't, I didn't really try the first couple of days out. So maybe I just got to buy it on eBay or something. But got the rest of them. Justice Brothers Kid has one, and it was the first time I had heard that they existed. So I think it was the very, very first run of it. Like, yeah, I got them like Henry, right here. Henry has one. Look. The the pipe one. I watched it on the video, but you know. And, I, and this is an audio podcast, so we can just describe oh, sure. it. But, yeah, uh, but yeah. yeah, the um, from what I saw from what you recorded before, uh, they're not the best quality. I guess there's yeah, some interesting no, I mean, things. They're about happy them. meal toys. Yeah, 
So there's some concessions that have to be made for what they are. I think they're pretty cool. I mean, the wheels should move, though. I mean, I have some yeah, happy so that's meal, the meal toys one. here. Here's the weirdest thing is that on the Mario car, it's not wheels. It's not real wheels. On the Toad car, it is real wheels. Like, why did you do it two different ways? I don't know. I th- I think what they were going for with this Mario car was that this one can kind of slide around like I, you saw him do the trailer. I think it's trailer. supposed to drift, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what they were going for. I really okay, but give me some real wheels. Credit. I think they look. I think they look cheap as fuck. But I mean, <laughs> I think it was the bottom uh, bottom line thing. Bo- bottom of the barrel. Uh, I think well, the best, bottom speaking line, of barrels, you've got a budget and you got to make it work. Yeah. Oh shit! Barrels. Yeah, there's Darky Kong. I think he's the best looking one. Yeah, I've always had a thing for him. So the ones that you have, you have Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong has an arm that moves. You have you have Peach that doesn't do anything other than look uh, upset. Or... <laughs> I figured it out. Yeah. That I think she's supposed to spin because there's like a little nub on the bottom of it. Yeah. That's dead. And if you set it on a flat surface and you, you know, she's got her, she's got her arms extended. So if you flick the arm, you can make her spin around. Hmm. I think that's the idea. Really, really got to have Bowser's a lot of imagination this, for these toys. Right. Bowser's got this flame thing, which I think the flame is supposed to spin around, Spinning but it flame. just kind of wiggles a little bit. Like it doesn't really <laughs> do much. That's all it does. But he looks cool. The mold is cool. Looks like a cool toy. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't animals. even know the difference between that and an ami- amiibo. The yeah, right. <laughs> I got this guy. The, the, the great, the great thing about it was that right. I, I felt like I didn't need to get any of these McDonald's toys after I saw the, the video that you had made from last week. I was like, Aww, I was like, I don't need any of these. I think they're so cool. No, I mean it's it's you know it's part of the time. I was I was on this uh, I was on the games my mom found podcast like. Mm. two weeks ago and we were doing like the whatever you've been playing for the week episode and one of the guests on there was telling me and this made sense he was saying that mcdonald's like put all the toys out originally put all the toys out now because the movie was supposed to premiere like last year or it was supposed to premiere in in december or whatever and it got pushed to april but they still wanted to put that they still had to put the toys out at the same time whatever whenever they expected the movie was coming and for some reason they couldn't change that because because of whatever schedule they had, so he was saying that the Mario movie should have been out already, and that and that makes sense because it did get delayed, you know. So maybe that's why they already did this like three four months in advance, you know. So I wonder if if this was set for. It's kind of curious that you know Super Nintendo World is opening in like two weeks or whatever. Yeah. I wonder if the original plan was to have the movie out in December, but then now would be the the video release to have this, you know huge like you know whatever kapow of you know you got the the movie the park and the toys all around now yeah maybe i, I don't know I that mean, makes it, sense it just it just kind of it just made sense like what he was i was like well that could have been that could have been a thing that yeah that they had it scheduled and mcdonald's just couldn't change around their toy schedule just because of otherwise they wouldn't have toys so they just put them out anyway you know i don't right maybe that's the real reason they had the direct they're like oh shit people are gonna find out for mcdonald's so we gotta do it first <laughs> yep <laughs> maybe yeah, they're gonna see the Luigi with the, the 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 Luigi with the broken flashlight or whatever that you have. Like, I that's another one of them. This, it yeah, this is really stu- this is probably the stupidest one. I mean, maybe maybe in keeping with the tradition of Luigi getting shafted, or whatever. But he just kind of turns <laughs> at the waist. He's got a little nub on the back, and you can flick it. And, and his flashlight's not even. There's not even. It's just like a pl- it's functional. Just, it's just like one color. Like, there's not even a different color for like the part that's supposed to have light coming out of it yeah Yeah. there's no it's not even they didn't even paint it white or anything in the middle or or whatever 
no effort on that one for the for the actual flashlight. I don't know. Kind of looks like no when you unscrew a flashlight and all the shit falls out of it. And you're just carrying that around to like the plastic shell. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah, <laughs> looks like that. Overall, I'm I'm happy with them. I'm, I'm I think it was worth it to drive around and at least you got the McDonald's. It was a little bit fun. It's a shame you didn't get it that you missed the the pipe one. You know, yeah. And are they? Uh, have you looked around? Like, are people selling them for like ridiculous prices or anything like that? Probably not. I can right? look right now. I was intending on getting that that pipe one. So it, let's see. What what's that gonna cost me? Uh you can buy one from eBay right now for seven dollars with five dollars with, with five dollars shipping. The... I mean what are they like two bucks or something? Yeah, they're like a buck fifty around that. It's like seven yeah. A lot of these have big sh- have a lot of shipping prices on them, the ones that I'm seeing. Yeah, but it's what seven dollars plus twelve fifty. That's from Hungary. So that's some oh, wow. that's, that's some mad shipping there. It's kind of funny because when I'm hungry, I go to McDonald's. No, you don't. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> I don't think you actually go there, like on purpose. I always just find myself there. I'm like, well, how did I get here? I just kind of blacked out. And I mean, if, if you went to... there, you would have ended up with one of these, one of these Mario toys. Actually, I did go through Mickey D's the other day, and I opted not to get the Happy Meal. I, I go there for breakfast on the regular, like when I'm going to when I'm doing like you know early jobs or whatever. I'll go there through there for breakfast. And Jess and I, we go through there whenever we're going to uh, Grandma's house or whatever. But we actually tried to get some McDonald's toys for breakfast, and they said no. They they were not. They would not give them out no. during breakfast time. You don't play so at breakfast. Certain. You play at lunch. So they gave us they gave us the no on that. We asked for it. We were like, can we have? Can we buy one of those McDonald's, One of the uh, Mario toys, and they gave us the no. So maybe they just don't want to fuck with, it, with their I mean, with their breakfast flow. So <laughs> you can you can sell them separate. It's not like you're getting a Happy Meal. Oh, we don't serve Happy Meals before eleven or whatever. I bet the person they just didn't, want, didn't know how to do it. And didn't they didn't want. want they didn't want to deal with it. They didn't want. It, they didn't want to give it to us. Because you better believe a kid's going to be crying in the morning that they can't get a happy meal at McDonald's. is going to make it happen, or at least not. Maybe not the burger, but the toy. Yeah, and they said on the drive-through they don't do toys for for, for breakfast. Well, they can so. suck it. Yeah, <laughs> they're that. sucking it. Suck it. I got my own happy meal of sorts, or happy meal toy of sorts. Um, before before my surgery, uh, there were two new amiibo that came out. Was it Kazia and Sephiroth? And I had heard, I had seen online that everybody like couldn't find anything. And I was at Target for whatever reason. Actually, I think I went there to get stuff for Jess's birthday, like booze and stuff. And I was like, I'm just going to go see if they have uh, any Amiibo in the section. And I found one lonely Sephiroth just sitting there. All by, oh, all, all by his lonesome. With, with his, just one wing. With his one wing just hanging out. What an angel. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not that huge of a fan of Final Fantasy VII, you know, or Sephiroth or whatever. But damn, this toy looks good. Like, there's, like, he's got this sword, and it's, like, going in between his hair, even, in the back. I'm like, that's pretty, yeah. that's pretty rad. That's like, what you do with swords. Like, the detail of it, like, going in between the hair strands. Like, that's cool. So, I got it. Because, like I said, it was the only one there, and I saw everybody was, like, they can't find it anywhere. And it's just sitting, this one just sitting there on Target. And I'm like, all right. So, this is my McDonald's toy. <laughs> that I got, which is much better. But yeah, here we go. The old Sephiroth opening. Alrighty. Let's say get it get it for old Kenny Omega since he loves Sephiroth so much. Cue the music. Do 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 I'm loving it, Megas. Omega. <laughs> I thought I was like, I don't know how the one winged angel song goes. One winged angel, I'm loving it. So yeah, that, I thought it looked really cool that like the sword that is cool. See the sword goes through the hair like that. I wonder oh, if that provides support for the sword blade, so it doesn't bend. Maybe 
It's like a it's like a hair stand instead of a pea stand. It's a neat detail. Interesting fact about me that nobody will care about, maybe as listeners, is that I, I did not buy the Sephiroth the actual Sephiroth character on as DLC for Smash Brothers, but I bought this amiibo. So there you go. Wow. Because I thought this looks amiibo looked, tall. I thought it looked really cool, actually. So well, I mean, here's like the comparison. This is uh Sephiroth and Bi- and Byleth here. And and mm. Sephiroth and Byroth right here. <laughs> I guess Sephiroth all the Roths. It's a little bit tie is a little bit taller than than Byleth. but it's a cool looking it's a cool looking toy. So I went for it. Yeah, look, it's like this, like the bangs and everything. Like it's looks dope. I like it. Serious V in that bang there. Yeah, Sephiroth. He's very angry about something about being a soldier, whatever he's part of. He's pissed about his Sephiroth IRA. So yeah, I got I got Sephiroth. So what else did uh what else did you do, John, in the in the time in the in the time sure. of passing? Well, I had my first beat of the year with NBA hang time. So nice. I poured a lot of energy into that and playing the the NBA jam machine. Did did you and play the, as an otherworldly creature or just a non human? I remember you could be like wolves and stuff in that game. You could that was my favorite thing, is you could make your own character and you could be like a chicken or Whatever you could, you could do. You could, yeah, it's got all that in there. In there. Uh, I chose the old man, and you can also nickname yourself. And the, all, the nicknames all have like pre-recorded uh, uh, dialogue from the announcers who will actually call you by your nickname throughout the game. It's just kind of funny to hear, like, you know, the player of the game is Big Daddy. Yeah, <laughs> Big Daddy. Yeah, I, re- I remember that on the '64 version that you could, uh, that you, if you picked, if you like, if you like picked one of the pre-made names, like they would have it, you know, would have the voice saying it in there and all that. And I remember somebody writing into Nintendo Power and asking, like, why can't, why you can't put your own name in there and have the person say it? And it's like, well, because it's not because they don't know how to pronounce your name. That's why, or you know, you can't just write it. It's not like speak and spell or whatever. But yeah, no, that's cool. I, I, I thought I think I have Hang Time for sixty four. I think I got it from a Midwest Gaming Classic. But I always liked that one because it was a little bit more on the arcade like more on arcadey side than the other ones like it's you know like i said mm-hmm. you can make your own weird character and there is some yeah. like they're not necessarily mortal Kombat levels but there's more mortal Kombat inspired levels in there which mm-hmm. always reminded me because there's like a rooftop and there's a street view level that right. uh that basically look a lot like the some of the levels from mortal Kombat 3 which was out at the time so actually i think when that came out it was like mortal Kombat trilogy but everything in trilogy reflected the art style that was in three and ultimate three so so it was. So it all kind of looked the same there. So it was like, yeah. yeah. You can play as Ed Boon. Yeah. I think that's in Hang Time. I know it's in one of them. I can't remember which one. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and then the arcadiness of it just really like comes through. You know, if you have you have three of these games, you got Jam, you got um, uh, Tournament Edition, and Hang Time. And Hang Time is like the only one you really need to play of the three. It's like the best. It's the best one. It's the one with the most features, the most stuff. Uh, you play the other ones for you know nostalgia value and all that stuff, but this one you can do uh, uh, double dunks and alley oops, and you can do some. If you turbo twice while you're dribbling, you can go dribble around like behind the back, and there's it, it's just there's a lot more to it, and it all works. It all comes together. It's a very well balanced game. It just feels like every time you play it, it's just 10 minutes of pure arcadey joy. And it's also the other thing that I like about having this on the machine is like when I'm writing or doing something else and I just need a quick break to reset my mind. It's, it's great to just have the machine there with one, like with 
a couple of dedicated games. You know, I can't like get lost like I can on the Switch with 250 games or whatever. Play for a few minutes and then boom, I'm good. I'm refreshed. I can go back to work and do whatever else I was doing. That's how I got through all these all these 29 NBA teams and became the champion. So unlike these arcade collections that you have, can you like can you like pause the game whenever you want or can you like do save states and stuff like that? Like how does it work? You can't pause the game. You can't pause the game? Mm -mm. There's not even, there's not a menu you can jump to or anything like that. Like if you want to, it's not like Switch, right? Where you can just hit the home menu and it'll automatically pause the thing and you can. No, not like that. You you hold the, the, um, basically the start button or like the, you know, player select button, you know, one or two players, whatever. Uh, If you hold two players, it'll reset the game. If you hold player one, it'll default back to the, the, multi-cade menu where you select the games how do, how does it save like if you were do you have to play it all through in one sitting or can you um, do you have to do like the code thing like you kind of would in the original arcade probably yeah right? just like in the arcade you just type in your initials and then you've got also a pin code on there so like yeah you know mine is j-o-n uh you know no other johns can play my file because they have my unique pin code sure so that's how you do it cool yeah but the best part is uh, i think about these machines is that they go online and so that's what I've been doing now. Now that I beat the game, I've been going in and up in my stats. I'm trying to max out my stats so that I can go online and kick everybody's ass. Have you have you played people online then? Yep. Yeah. It's, it it runs the gamut. Like sometimes I feel like, oh, yeah, it's somebody's eight year old playing and they don't know what they're doing. But there's other times, like one time in particular, I just got annihilated. I think it was like 130 points to, to 12 or something like that. Wow. Yep. Yeah. People, people are serious about it. Yeah, and then you, you can see the whole leaderboard. Like, I can see who's the top player in the world, and I can see that I'm at number, like, 12,000 or whatever. Nice. That's cool. You're number 11,000 of us. <laughs> oh, thanks. Appreciate it. Um, what, what else did I do this week? Oh, yeah, I got back into Hitman, which uh, uh, which I referenced in my, my quote at the top. But this is because, uh, actually, tonight, in about an hour and 15 minutes, maybe, it gets updated. Yeah, isn't that right around the corner? The the new yeah, the it happens tomorrow. Um, so hopefully, when I'm done with the podcast, I can jump in and, and uh, play on freelancer. I get that freelancer mode, and everything's supposed to be lumped in under. Now it's supposed to be called World of Assassination, not Hitman Three. Huh. Oh yeah, yeah. He, you mentioned that a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago. So yeah, I, I remembered it was sometime in January, and we're almost done with January. We're sure, yeah, it's yeah. the twenty fifth. Yeah. So it's almost jammed its way out of here. But similarly to what I said about hang time, I think another thing that I just love among the many things about Hitman 3 is that you can jump in and play for like an hour or two and you feel like that's like a perfect, a satisfying amount of time. I think I think like one or two hours is like a good reasonable amount of time to like, it's not too short, not too long. And, and you feel like you accomplish something because you start the mission and you know it seems like a great challenge and whatever and you have your highs and lows throughout and then by by no more than two hours on if you're trying to play seriously then you finish the mission and you've like had a great experience and you can just kind of exhale and then you turn the switch off and do something else so that's nothing that i just love about this game which i was reminded of when i was playing this week so you, what you're saying is you were waiting to exhale i was waiting to exhale yes, yes. As we all are but don't do that at home. It's bad for you. You might pass out. Cool. Yeah, that's, that's it uh, for me this week. Yeah. Well, I have a I have a whole bunch of stuff because I haven't been here for two weeks. And neither of us have been here for two weeks. None of us have. Um, 
I guess uh, this, I know you mentioned last week, Jeremy, that you had beaten the game that was the game of the show last, whenever we did an episode last. NES game. Episode 354. Yeah. Well, yeah, you were talking about the how you beat the game, the game that we talked about with, uh, with Kevin Hanley. And I got it, I got it too, because I had a, I had like a gift card from Christmas that I was just not using. So I just got, um, I, I found out that if you have like a, you know, if you get like a gift card, you can buy like $20 eShop card from Amazon and there's no mm-hmm. tax on it at all. So you'll use actually all of your card. Cause I always have problems with leaving like a dollar or $2. I tried, or whatever I tried on doing that and it wouldn't work for me. Oh, it worked for me. I got a vanilla visa card for 20 bucks and I, and I bought a digital, the, I bought the digital code from Amazon mm-hmm. and it was just $20 even. And that just took out everything from the card. And that's what I got. So I put it on there and I was like, well, I'll get any, you know, any escape. Cause it's, Four ninety nine. It's so cheap, you know. And I and I want to try it. And I was like, I want to try it on my Switch. And I'm like, I have everything memorized from when I beat it before, so I can easily beat it. And of course, I did not beat it because I hate slide puzzles. And <laughs> I, I got I got to the slide puzzle, and I was just trying to. And I even like tried to, you know, I looked up videos on like how to play slide puddle puzzles, and I downloaded a slide puzzle like game for my for my phone to try to like make myself better at it, but. My I still hate trick it. is to start at the top left and then I tried that like too, reading. like from what you from what you said, and I could get like I was so close. I got most of it together except for maybe a couple pieces, but it's just I can only do it for so long and with the time limit it just eventually it just drives me crazy and I just have to like close it and just get out of there. Because I was like, I'm not gonna I'm like I'm not gonna spend like five hours on this fucking slide puzzle thing. I mean I guess I can't even because it would restart, but I was just like I wanna play other stuff, so I so I gave up. I will say I spent some time on eBay looking for a slide puzzle. I ended up talking myself out of it, but oh yeah, um, it's like those those camel. I ones wanted my Cubert one, but I can't find it. Like I found pictures of it on the internet, but nothing on eBay. So there's some other ones that are similar, but they're all too expensive and it's not worth it. But I do kind of miss the slide puzzles. They're fun. I mean, I, pl- I played it in Wind Waker, like I said, but I just kind of like zoned out and just fucked with it until it was done, and, I, and who knows how long I spent on each one. But this one that has a time limit, it's just really annoying to me. And I got really close. I was like a couple of pieces away from having it. And, you know, and I just couldn't, I just, I don't know the system. I know there's like a, like a clock and you can move one in the middle and then everything kind of moves around that. And I watched all these stupid videos about it, but I still really don't understand the way it works. Anyway, it's just like, it's so annoying to me that I just, I didn't make it all the way through. I was hoping to be able to throw it on my, on my beat of the week list, but, but I didn't. But, uh, I think last week, uh, I don't know if anybody knows, but the reason that I missed last week is that I had I had hernia surgery, and I was just I was in a lot of pain like for most of the week. So you know I didn't I didn't go anywhere. I didn't really do anything. I didn't get I didn't get on the computer because I just didn't want to. I just want I like slept on the couch for a few days because I couldn't even get into bed, and I had to sleep on my back because sleeping on my side hurt, and all that sort of stuff. So it was kind of a I was just like I'm not doing anything this week. <laughs> that was my plan. I'm like I'm not doing shit except for playing Xenoblade Chronicles three and sleeping. Which is which is what I did for the most part. But on that note, I beat I beat Xenoblade Chronicles three finally. Wow! As uh as my second beat of the year, put it in that put it in that folder and all that. I made that beats of twenty twenty three folder and I put it in there. And I think uh last week last week uh, when I had started when I checked my time on Xenoblade, I was at ninety seven hours. So I put a good like fifty hours in Xenoblade in two weeks. Because I ended because my last my final time was 147 hours and seven minutes. So so there you go. 
But uh, yeah, I just, I just kind of, I, I, I was like, I'm just going to keep playing this until I beat it. And the main reason, actually, the main reason that I got through it was because of another game that I'll talk about after this, a little game called Persona 4 Golden. I wasn't going to let myself play that until I beat Xenoblade Chronicles 3. So, so I was like, I'm like, I'm not playing Persona until I get this other one done. Because otherwise, I'm not going to come back to it. So that was like kind of my whole thing. Is like it was the, in order to get to Persona, I had to beat Xenoblade, and I was like, you know, I was doing all the, I was doing all the quests and stuff. I'm like, I'm gonna do all the quests. I'm gonna do all the quests, but they kept like showing up, and it was like, it's like I'm at, I'm like, I can go to the end, and then like 15 more side quests show up, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, I'm just gonna, I'm like, I'm cutting these off. I'm like, I'm not doing these. I'm going, I'm just going to the end. I'm gonna do it. But I did, I did all the, I did all the hero quests. I did all the ascension quests. The Ascension quests are the ones where you can double the amount of levels that you can gain with your heroes and all that. And these are all like fully voiced quests. Like these are pretty much, they feel like main quests, but they're side quests, you know. So that's why they're so really cool and worth doing. And uh, and Jess actually watched some of them. There was one where my favorite my favorite side character uh, Gondor. Um, she there's a part where you go and you find there's these turkins. They're like these big like bird creatures. And they're completely intelligent, you know, and I and I knew that. And there's a part where this turkin's like, you know, where somebody talks about how this turkin fucks him up, whatever, and you go try to hunt the turkin down, and you find out that the turkin has been being bullied by these other by this other like colony. And the turkin's trying to protect its kids and all this stuff, and you go and you help the turkin get some shit, and you're trying to help get them out of here, you know, so they don't get attacked by the colonies anymore. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, the turkin dies. Like the the older turkin end up ends up like getting killed, and I'm like, what? And uh, Gondor ends up adopting the kids of the Turkin. So all of a sudden she has these wow. two bird children. And I'm like, okay, well, that kind of went places that I didn't expect it to go. So they're so they're cool like that. Like, I didn't really expect that to happen. You know, it kind of went full Star Trek, where, like, you think you're going to hunt down this murderous Turkin, and then you find out that they're just trying to get out of there. Like, they're just trying to live their lives, and they're just getting attacked for no reason. So you try to defend them, but then, like, the Turkin's like, oh, well, but I'm I'm sick, and I'm dying, and then they end up dying, and... You end up taking oh. the taking the kids, and they live in the city now. I guess probably bird flu. They they live in they live in the city now with with Gondor, which which is pretty funny because because uh, yeah, she's my favorite side character, and she's pretty hilarious. She's the one who calls her mom bitch queen if you don't if you don't remember. But uh, now now she now she has kids, and she and it's kind of, and she keeps talking about. I guess she hates her name. Like she talks about how bad her name is. It is kind of a weird name, but yeah, she she has a she has her a weird parents voice. were Tolkien fans. If you watch, uh, if you watch my uh, video, uh, there's a lot of Gondor stuff in there because she's funny. So I did that. I did this whole breeding side quest that reminded me of Final Fantasy VII. Actually, like it reminded me of all the shit I went through to get a fucking black chocobo and a white chocobo. Whatever you have to get the special chocobo to fly to a special island to get like the Knights of the Round spell. Like I did all that shit on Final Fantasy VII. This kind of reminded me of doing that because I had to like breed all these different Armu and Arduns, and they basically look like rhinoceroses. And you have to get the specific special Ardu to like finish the 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 quest. So that took forever. And you have to go and collect all these food to feed them. And you pay this little no pond to like make it rain. Like because whenever it rains, they have sex. I guess that's the way this game works. Uh, wow. and, and that's where the kids. That's where the breeding happens and all that. So I did all. So I did all this shit and yeah, kept uh, just kept just kept going on and going on. But I mean, it was fun. Like uh, you know, when I was really nervous before the surgery, I just. I just stayed up and played Xenoblade because I know I wasn't going to sleep. And then I tried to sleep and I slept for like 20 minutes and just laid in bed for like three hours before that. And when I was coming to, I was, uh, when I was coming to in the surgery, whatever. And it was like, it was like instantaneous. Like they gave me the whatever, um, anesthesia. An- anesthesia. And I just basically like, I was on the, I was on the, I was on the table and then I woke up mm-hmm. on the table 
and then I was getting wheeled around and I felt like I was drunk. Like I felt like I was wasted because yeah. my stomach felt like I felt really sick mm-hmm. and I felt really nauseous, really nauseous. So I thought that I had just like, I felt like I feel where you drink just like way too much whiskey and you don't want to go to bed because you know you're going to throw up. Like that's what I felt like, you know, at oh. that time where I was just, and I'm like, I'm going to fucking puke. And they took me to like the recovery area and they're like, you know, Jess is, Jess is going to come see you and all that. I'm like, great, great. So I was just thinking about Jess. And Xenoblade and Kenny Omega was like all I was thinking about. And my brain was all like fucked up on the drugs and all that. Do you remember like coming out of it and everything? Like, do you remember everything yeah. or is it kind of murky? Because no, no, last time I got put under, like, I can't remember the first like hour or not hour or two, probably like the first like 10 or 15 minutes of like talking to people. Like I was saying no. something Shauna that I don't remember no, saying. No, it was it was really it was really weird because I thought that it was going to go black or something and then I'd come mm-hmm. to wherever, but there was no blackness. It was just like. It was like a jump yeah, cut. Yeah, it was yeah. a jump cut. It's like, like a chunk of time got removed. Yep. It, it was a jump cut. Yeah. I, I remember them putting me on the, they basically took me to the table on this rolly thing and they're like, okay, move on to the table. So I moved and then there was a jump cut and then I was back on the rolly thing and they <laughs> were taking me out of there. So that's yeah, what that I, was bad so, that, so that's what I remember. So I skipped, uh, they skipped all the, but it was, it was laparoscopic. So it was pretty. How long were you, how long did the procedure take? Do you it know? It was like 45 minutes. Okay, yeah. So really you were under way longer than I was, so you probably had, uh, yeah, you probably had a stronger experience than I did. So it was it was pretty quick, but I remember all of it. Yeah, the, well, the guy, the you know, the anesthesia person was saying like, he's like, you know what? Well, he's like, well, if it's good, then you won't remember the like hallway to the to to, to the table. But I remembered mm-hmm. all that, and I remember getting to the table, and I don't know. It's just like you know, it's not every day you get surgery, so I was like kind of just freaking out about it because it's like I remember my doctor yeah. going, I got my wisdom <laughs> teeth removed. He said, okay, you're going to be out before I get to one. Ten. And then I was out. Oh, I don't remember any counting at all. I, re- I remember no counting. I just remember going to the table and then getting taken away from the table. Well, last time I got put under, I remember I was like, you know, I was laying on the table for a while and they already had the IV hooked up and everything, which yeah. I can see where your IV was, Trey. It was over here. You can here. see on your arm where it had to, where the, where it's like a little lighter because. I mean, it was in, it was like here. I don't know if you can actually see uh, it. I saw it when you put your arm up earlier. Anyway, yeah, so. They were like, oh, wait, we're going we're gonna to give you the anesthesia now. They didn't even, like, count. I just, like, look, I remember I kind of looked over, and I could feel, like, this cold sensation going up my arm. And I remember the first thing I thought was, I wonder if this is what heroin feels like. And then I, like, started to, like, fall asleep. <laughs> have, you ever, uh, have you ever given plasma before? Have you ever done that? No, any of you? I haven't given plasma. Oh, because plasma, plasma does that, too. Because, like, when you, because plasma, they, like, put a thing in your arm, and then they pull your blood out, and they, like, send it through mm-hmm. a thing, and it pulls the plasma out of your blood. But then it, like, puts this, like, saline stuff, like, back in your arm, and it feels really cold going into your arm, and you can kind of feel it go through all the veins and mm-hmm. all that, and it's really cool. But I used to, I used to get plasma all the time because they would pay you, like, 50 bucks to do it or whatever. When I had no job, I would just go do that. And, uh. Yeah, and you could do it like twice a week, and you get more the second time or whatever. But yeah, no, you, you get that feeling where the coldness goes into your arm, like when it puts the saline mixed with because it like puts the saline there to replace the plasma and puts it back in your arm, and you can feel it. But yeah, it was it wasn't the great greatest experience ever, and like my you know my stomach really hurt, and I was on pain pills, and and yeah, since I thought I was drunk, I was like automatically I was like I gotta sit up, I gotta sit up, I'm gonna puke, you know. So they made me sit up, but sitting up hurt much more than than laying back, so. I found that out later that I just needed to recline and and it was hard to get around and go to the bathroom and all that stuff. And did you play you mostly on your handheld or on the TV? No, I played on the TV. I played it on the TV hundred hundred percent. No handheld stuff. I really don't play. How are you feeling now? Much. Does it still hurt? 
No, it, it really doesn't hurt at all. It's it's a little it's a little weird and itchy because they like shaved my stomach and the hair's growing back and everything's kind of itchy now. And there's like little like um, whatever like stitches type thing. So I have these little like stitch things on my stomach. You have they, to go get them out. They kind of itch. No, they're supposed to just fall off. They just fall off eventually. I'm not picking at them or pulling them off or anything. But yeah, I basically uh, spent a lot of time playing Xenoblade. Like when I, that first couple day, I would just play until I was tired, and then I'd fall asleep on the couch for a couple hours, and then I'd get up and play some more. And and I think I was pretty loopy because I'm pretty sure I explained like the whole universe of Xenoblade to Jess a couple times, and all of the stories and the and all of the uh, whatever. I think I was just blab. I was just blabbering about uh about the flame clocks and the. Yeah, you should have recorded it. Could have been the consoles and all feature. that stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was uh, that game was uh, it helped me get it helped me get through it, and it's uh, it's it's still it's still a great it's still a great game. Even though after after all that, I finally got through it. I got to the very last boss, which was like just long, which is like a two hour boss probably. I think it took like because I got to where the boss was and it was like six a.m. and I'm like, you know what? I could just go to bed now, or I could just keep playing this boss. So I'm like, let's see what this boss is like. So I so there's like four or five different like forms or whatever that you go through before you finally get to the end boss and uh just got up to go get a to go to get a massage and uh they sat there and watched a good amount of it actually of like the later stuff there's a total star fox moment to it like it's kind of spoilers but not really but you're you're fighting a giant head that's that's talking to you which reminds me a lot of like uh of uh, of andros from from star fox and, it, and it's funny because um all the consoles they're all they're all you know they all go by the first letter of their name and the final boss is Z, but if you're playing it in British like I am in English, it's Zed. So Zed is the last boss that you're fighting, is the console Zed. And that's what it says, like, on the, and it, it's just kind of hilarious that the final guy is named Zed, and it's a giant. I think of uh, Bobcat Goldblade's character from Police Academy. He's the final boss. Is his name Zed? Yep. Mm. But yeah, you, you, fight a, you fight a giant. He, he kind of looks like Sephiroth, actually. He fight like a giant head, and he's got this really long hair, and the hair kind of like takes up the whole screen. It's really psychedelic, actually. There's a lot of like, you know, all these crazy colors going on and stuff, and it's a very lengthy, long battle. And by the time I finally got to the credits, it was like eight in the morning, so it took me like two hours to get through the boss and like the final story and all that. And the ending was kind of sad, like it basically everybody separates from each other, because you find out that the real problem was. Was the tox was was toxic fans and how they felt about Xenoblade Chronicles one and two? That's what I think it is, because the whole the whole problem of the game is that they emer- they they emer- they take these two worlds, the world of Xenoblade Chronicles one and Xenoblade Chronicles two, and they brought them together. They've merged them, and they just can't stop fighting. The Xenoblade Chronicles one and the Xenoblade Chronicles two keep fighting each other, so that has to be meta, right? Versus all the people that bitched about Xenoblade Chronicles two being whatever different from the first one or some people like that one better than the other one. It, it feels like it was all created from some like toxic comment section or something like that. But yeah, they, they, they were constantly fighting because they were brought together. And then at the end, you have to separate them. So the team has to come apart, the six of them. And it's, uh, it's kind of sad. I was like, why do they have to not be together? And then there's like some little after credit stuff. That, you know where where it's like and and there's gonna you know there's gonna be DLC and they showed the DLC showed the picture of the three blades sitting next to each other so they're gonna bring all of them back like of the blade of like um of Rex and uh, and Shulk and and Noah and all them from all three of the games all sitting in that in that field together so they'll bring it all together but it was it felt like a major milestone to finally get through Xenoblade Chronicles three so that should count as three games because it is 
150 hours. I could have spent an extra like 20 hours on those other mini mini quests that I had in there. So, but I'll save those for when it's close to the DLC, so I can jump back in there. And there are still some ascension quests because you get two more heroes after you beat the game, and you can do their ascension quest, and you also get additional quests for the DLC characters that you get because you get two heroes from the DLC pass as well, and they have stories also. So I'll I'll, I'll want to play those at some point. But right now I'm fine with taking a break with the with the game for a while. But I still I mean I still think it's I still think it's the best Switch game of last year. I mean it looks it looks great, it plays great. So there you go, I did that finally. Hooray. Congratulations. We also played uh, I mean Jess and I we've been playing a lot of Stardew Valley together cooperatively and it says now that I put like 60 hours into the game. So there you go. More than me. We have um we have the we have the we our barn and coop is like fully uh, we have the full version of that, whatever the largest one is, the deluxe one. We have a greenhouse, which I, I basically made my greenhouse is like all vine stuff, so you don't have to. It's all vine stuff and uh, sprinklers, so you don't have to replant anything, and you don't have to water anything ever. Can you, if you have the barn that feeds your animals automatically, we do. You just like keep the silos full, and then they get fed auto. Yes, we have we have whatever the best whatever the best barn and coop is. So you must be, yeah. Get. It makes sense you'd be at least like sixty hours in because it takes a little while to get to that point. Well, I think I, I mean last time I checked, I think it said forty, maybe forty five, fifty, something like that. But we played we played a little bit today too. But yeah, we got a we we pretty much have it split where I do the farming and just does the the animal stuff and and the preserves and stuff like that. We have like we have like 10 preserve makers and we make a bunch of that shit and we just broke 100,000 for money that we had like nice. 115,000 or something like that. That's cute. You guys are really working together. Yeah, it's fun. It's a it's a it's a fun thing to do. Run around and buy. We've bought like it's, it's like it's like what's left to buy. I guess we could buy a slime hutch or something, but I don't know. I don't know if you ever really fucked around with one of those. I didn't. Um one thing I would do would be just Spend a lot of money on getting your crops ahead of time. Like get all the seeds ahead of time so that you can plant on the very beginning, the very first day. Yeah. Gives you an extra day of crops. And, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, we, we have the greenhouse now, so that really helps yeah, The greenhouse I mostly just used for starfruit because I was making starfruit wine, that which is like oh yeah, the highest yield you can get from something that you make. Yeah, we, we, we grew star fruit. We I don't know if we ever made wine from it, but we've been making yeah, we've been making uh uh like li- li- liquids from everything. So we made like uh, potato vodka and uh mm-hmm. whatever else. Uh it's like sake and you know, like more like rice wine, stuff like that. But yeah, you, you can make a ton of shit w- with it. It's so, cheese. Like almost everything I mean almost everything you can make like a you can like pickle or preserve or like make a wine out of practically. So <laughs> we've we've just been fucking around with different things. So and we and we Do almost you guys get married in the game. Can you marry your player too? I don't know. I mean, I think maybe. And yeah, no, you can get there's, there's a way you can get a wedding ring or an engagement ring or whatever. But that's kind of complicated. I saw it somewhere. I don't remember how to do it. You have to go down while it's raining. You have to go down to the beach and talk to the. Uh, the there's like a ghost that you talk to that sells you a seashell, a special seashell that's for, or no, it's a coral pin. I think is what it is, and it's the. It's what represents the engagement ring. I See, mean, I don't there, know if that's how it works for a two-player. I mean, there is an actual ring for for the two players. That that might be how oh, okay. you do it. How you do it with somebody in the town. But I, I I accidentally stumbled on it when I was looking up other stuff. That yeah, there's a ring that you get from. It's like I think it's like a, I think it's a recipe that you get actually that you can make to 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 marry your uh, the other player character that you're playing with. 
but yeah, we we've been playing that for a while, and it's uh oh yeah, we we got almost all of the we have almost all of the uh, community center stuff done, except for fishing because we still suck at fishing because yeah because <laughs> we still don't get fishing, but um and it's and and I know there's an extra there's an extra thing that you get on top of that right that you have to finish after everything's finished. There's like the five stars, and then there's another thing you have to do in the community center. But I got this. I got like the Stardew Valley guide app that helps. It's kind of like the Animal oh, cool. Crossing one, where you can kind of just cross off everything that you have in the community center, so you don't have to keep going back and checking it. Also, wow. it, ha- it also that sounds ha- really useful. I've never used anything like that. It also has all of the uh, the schedules for all the people in town. If you want to know where they are, it says where they'll be at every time. And it has like the variations, like the weekends Stock and much. the and the rain and all that. It really helps though when you're trying to fucking give cauliflower to Jody or whatever, you know, to some fucking person that you just want to know where the fuck they are, or you're trying to just like buy a cow or whatever. Oh yeah, we have a bunch no, of we have you're a bunch trying of pigs to maximize, too, and, you know, whatever. You're trying to maximize your time every day, and yeah. it would make sense to have it planned out better. So yeah. So it's a, yeah, it was a, we, we've put a, we've done, you know, a bunch of shit. I like, I like my no, my no plant greenhouse. It's nice where it's, it's just like, it's just shit that just keeps growing. So I have like blueberries and tomatoes and peppers and whatever in there. And I have like sprinkles, sprinklers. So I never have to go in there ever. I can just pick stuff and sell it. And I just don't have to worry about replanting things. That's what I was trying to go for. So, so that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll have that. Plus we have a shit ton of stuff to preserve and sell for it through the winter so we'll be fine the only the only pain in the ass is kind of like collecting all of the hay because we looked online and you need three full silos to to like last an entire like through the entire winter um with with your with your like uh animals maxed out because it's like 24 animals total between the deluxe coop and the and the barn so you need like three full three silos completely full of hay to go through the whole winter without having to buy any I honestly, I, I got to a point where I was just buying it. Yeah, we, we, we buy it too. We were just trying to figure out if there was a better way to do it, you know. And we tried doing the grass thing where you put the mm-hmm. grass outside of the animals' places and that kind of works. But but yeah, it's been, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's a great co-op game. It's really fun. And we play it, we play it online uh, where, you know, we play, I play on the TV and just plays on the, on the Switch and we do it like that. It does, it does like, it'll occasionally do this like little second hitch thing. Mm-hmm. It just always does it where your character will stop moving for like two seconds and then they'll start moving again. It's annoying, but it just does that. That stuff happened in uh, Animal yeah. Crossing too. Yeah, it's just something that does it when we play online. You just kind of get used to it. It just sucks when it happens while while you're like fishing or something like that because it kind of fucks it up. But yeah, yeah, we played a we we played a ton of that. So that's that's been fun. One of the best games that was ever made ever. <laughs> it's a it's a fun game. I mean, I never really got uh, never really got into it that much until uh, playing it multiplayer, and it's fun, it's a fun multiplayer game. It's a good co op thing. Every time that I've gotten into it for an extended period of time, I just I keep finding myself marveling that wow, like one guy made this game. I want to like pick his brain on how you could be so productive and focused and make something that huge. I mean, it, it wasn't always as I mean, it, he added stuff to it. You know, like a lot of right. it's changed over the years, so there's been a lot of updates and stuff. But but still, in itself, is yeah, it's pretty it's pretty great for what it is. But the co-op wasn't always there. I know they added that later. So it's like our number one watched video. On the YouTube, but yeah, the two the two main uh, releases that came out last week that I was really really excited about was uh, Persona Three and Four, which are now on Nintendo Switch. Uh, Persona Four Golden and Persona Three Portable. And I just I just started playing. I just played a uh, Persona Three today. I only played it for like an hour, 
but I got to the Tartarus. The Tartarus is the is the tunnel that you not a tunnel. It's a tower that you play through. It's actually kind of like um, roguelite because it changes every time you go there. But uh, the thing about Persona Three Portable is that it's based off the off of the PlayStation Portable game. So it kind of reminds me a little bit of like the 64 games or the Nintendo DS games if you played those because there's everything is kind of a is kind of a visual novel more than like the original PS2 ones where you can like kind of run through things. It's just like flat pictures and uh, voices on top of that, just because of the PSP only be able being able to handle so much stuff at once. So that's kind of interesting, but at the same time it feels kind of cool because it's a little more streamlined. Instead of like having to run through the hallways of your school to find whatever class, you can just click on it and just be like, all right, that's my class. And then you go in there and it's kind of like a little bit quicker in that way. So I kind of like it a little bit so far. I mean, like I said, I barely played it because I've mostly been playing Persona 4 Golden, which I put about eight hours into so far. And I got, uh, I kind of like fell into it last night and forgot what I was playing and just lost track of time. And I was like, oh, it's seven in the morning. I should go to bed. But uh, yeah, it was like. Uh, one of those things, but I was in. I was doing the. Um, I was in one of the dungeons, and it's and you kind of lose track of time in that. But but yeah, Persona Four Golden is is great. Like that was the first. I mean, I guess that was the first Persona game that I ever played was Persona Four on. I bought the Virtual Console PlayStation Two version of it on my PS3, and it just everything just automatically hit for me. Like I love the characters, I love the design of the creatures, I love the soundtrack. I just loved everything about it. It was like, this is the perfect game ever. Like, and it just really blew me away when I played it at the time. And Persona 4 Golden is like the, you know, it's like, it's like the Pokemon yellow of that or whatever. It's the new version that has that updates. It's like the, the original, the Royal before the Royal, you know, and it was, and it was a PlayStation uh, Vita game. And it was the reason that I always wanted a Vita. And now I don't need to have a Vita ever because I have the best Vita game that was ever made. Persona 4 Golden on my switch. So you don't need it ever again. Your switch is pretty much a Vita. Pretty, pretty, I think it has all the Vita games on it now, except for like Gravity Rush mm-hmm. and like Uncharted or whatever. But, but those games suck. But uh, yeah, um, I mean, not Gravity Rush, Uncharted. But it's just, yeah, it's really cool to have it on there. It's all HD. It's all in 60 frames per second. Like everything looks great. Like the characters look awesome. Like it's the soundtrack is always amazing. It, actually, a really cool thing about pers- playing Persona 3 was we have the, I have this whole new great soundtrack that I haven't heard before. I'm like, oh yeah, here's all these new bangers like for for P3. I'm like, okay, fuck yeah, this is great. So that was really cool to play. But yeah, it's like I've already fallen into it. I was thinking when I first started playing Persona 4, it's like the time of like, and this is kind of a you know all these we kind of mentioned a little bit like with the Velvet Room and the and the comparison to Twin Peaks and all that. We we've, we've kind of lost the time of like the static, the static of TV stations like being like this mysterious like, you know, the like haunting thing. Because I actually worked on a movie like a couple years ago, where we where the director wanted like static on the TV, but static doesn't really exist anymore with HD. No. So we had to find an we had to find a YouTube video of static to play it on the TV of static recorded from an old you know whatever. So it's it's kind of weird because this both of these games kind of rely on this uh, specific like you know haunting hour like in like in Persona Three uh, when it becomes midnight, everybody turns into a coffin. So like all of a sudden the world is covered in coffins, which is super emo and dark, and I love it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, everybody uh, was it say transmogrifies into a coffin, and um, but there's certain people that don't, and you're one of those people that do not turn into a coffin. So you get to figure out why people are turning into coffins and fight the shadows that create that. And in Persona Four, like a similar thing, there's the midnight, there's the midnight channel as they call it, 
And it was like a thing, you know, it's like saying like bloody, you know, whatever, bloody Mary, like in the, in the bathroom in front of the mirror, like that sort of thing. It's like, if you watch the TV at midnight and if you look at the static, like through the static, you will see like your, your soulmate is what they would say. But like the truth of it is, is the person that you see is somebody who's going to get murdered later. So there's this whole like murder mystery story around that, which is cool. But they, but they go like through the TV, through the static, and then there's this whole world inside the TV and that's where the dungeons are. And where all the people are getting held and you're, you know, and that's where you fight the shadows. And just looking at all that stuff, I'm like, this doesn't really, you know, the, the whole like scariness of static and all that doesn't really exist anymore, unfortunately. But, but it's, it's a, it's a great game. Like I think, I think Persona 4, I, I mean, it's definitely my favorite one, probably because it was the first one I played, but I think it's a really, really good RPG. I think it's one of the best ones. And it's like, uh, I said it before, you know, Persona, I guess the Persona SMT, it's like my own, uh, from software games or whatever. There's like a million of them and they're great. And it's like, I need to beat one of these this year. I'd like to try to beat one of them. And some, I mean, I have, I have a whole folder for them now. Cause I have, cause I got Shin Megami Tensei three and five and persona three, four and five and persona arena, the, the fighting game. So, and that one doesn't count. That doesn't count as my beating. Cause I did beat the, the um, arcade, one of the arcade letters on that. But, but I want to try to get through like Persona three or four. I'd like. Wasn't to get... there a Persona Muso game? Yeah, Strikers. Persona Five Strikers. Sure, yeah. yeah, there's that too. Which, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'll ever get that one or ever play that one. But people liked it, I guess, for whatever. It, it continues the story of Five with uh, with like Muso shit. But yeah, it's cool. It's really cool to have uh, the Persona games on there. Three, four, and five. Well, it's kind of like a, you know, it's like sort of like an edited version of three. Because it's the portable version, which is weird. But there's been rumors running around about how uh, they're going to remake three, which that would be interesting if they could put the stuff from uh, from Fez and Portable together. Because Portable is the only one where you can play as a female out of all of them. You can use a pre-female protagonist, which is pretty rad. So, and you get a different story depending on who you pick. But yeah, they're they're very cool. They're a lot of fun to play. Um, the music is great. It's just uh, I've kind of fallen into it. I really fell into the the high school stuff because I joined, uh, you know, you can join clubs, after school clubs, and uh, I was I, I joined the soccer team uh, because I played basketball last time I played it, so I wanted to do everything different. And I was like, well, I'll, I'll do soccer this time, and I joined the drama club. I think I was in the music club last time I played it, and I was doing the drama club, and all of a sudden, uh, one of the people from the drama club, like her dad, like passes out, and she has to go to the hospital, and he's like on her death on his deathbed, and she's like talking about how her dad like abandoned him and. She doesn't want to forgive him now before he dies. Like all of a sudden goes into this like crazy, like dramatic story about this one like drama student that you wouldn't see if you would have not been at the drama club on that day. Like that's what that's what's so crazy about these games. And, you know, it kind of has its own like sort of Animal Crossing uh, feel about it in that way where you can't you can't expect to see everything in one playthrough like you never will. So it just it's best to just not look at anything and just do whatever you want to do and just kind of just kind of go with it in that way. So I think that's what sort of like scared me about playing Persona 4 the first time is I was afraid of like taking the wrong route or dating the wrong person or whatever. But there's there's a new character in, in Golden that wasn't in the other ones. And she lives, she is a Velvet Room dweller. So that's kind of where my name came from. But you can date this girl named Marie and she lives in the Velvet Room with the big nose guy who helps you uh, uh, kill Personas or put them together or whatever. And um, she's kind of like, she doesn't know how she got there, but you can take her out of there and you can like go on dates with her and stuff. And there's like a whole extra dungeon and storyline attached to like her, to, to dating her. So like, if you get to like the S rank social link, you get this whole other 
dungeon that you wouldn't get uh other it's supposed to be like the you know the best thing to do with golden and all that stuff so anyway i'm very excited and i it's nice to be in these be able to jump in on in all these persona worlds so it's very cool and they were and they were cheap i got both of them for 40 bucks so because you can they're 20 each but you can buy them as a two thing for 40 that's pretty much i mean that's what been, what i've been doing here i was really interested in persona or non persona obviously persona I've been I've been interested in the Fire Emblem Engage, or as I call it, Fire Emblem Persona, because it kind of reminds me of that. Just because you can summon Fire Emblem characters to fight you, just like you would summon your personas in those other games. Oh yeah, and it's still incredibly dark in Persona Three, where you have to shoot yourself in the head with a gun to summon your persona. I don't know how they got that through in two thousand nine, but that's the game, and it's still in there, and it's a whole thing. You have to take a gun and shoot yourself in the head, and then you're Wow. Demon comes out and fights for you. And you do it every time, every single time you use your spell. Whatever. Remember like, when Nintendo wow. made the Mortal Kombat blood green? Uh that never happened. They it was wasn't green, it was sweat. It was sweat. Oh, sweat or whatever. Yeah, that never yeah. happened. And now this. And uh now, I think I think they did actually uh they altered the ending of uh Ocarina of Time to change uh uh, what's his face's? Uh, That's what I'm thinking. Gan- of. Gan- 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 Ganondorf's yep. blood Toss green. Up green so. Well, because it was originally yep. it was blood in the first one. And I thought that was really cool, but then there was a later one that was re-released. I think that one's actually worth more now. But the blood the one, one or the non-blood? I heard the non-blood was, which is weird. Maybe more people bought the original one. I don't know. It was weird that they went back on it because I thought it was really cool that it had blood in the original one. But I mean, it's you know, Nintendo. Nintendo doesn't care. Like uh, they haven't cared for a long time. Nope. I mean, even in the even in the '64, like it was weird. Like we talked about, like the Duke Nukem on '64. Where they took out the nudity and replaced it with really weird violence, like, like the, instead of having strippers, you there's like cannibalistic McDonald's that serve like human, that that serve like flesh of humans. I'm like, how is this better here? Like, it's what we want to tra- trade sex for really weird violence stuff. It's like okay, so I don't, they, I don't think so we're really it a doing play on being a flesh peddler. Like, do you think that was the joke? I don't know. Yeah, so it's like this is where you enter the route. It's like you're almost making it weirder now that you you have this restaurant that's serving like human parts as food or whatever. I don't. Know. Yeah, they're cool. They're great. Play them if you like. If you like Persona at all, they're they're worth checking out. I recommend four over three because three is kind of an acquired taste, I guess, because of its visual novel stuff. But it's kind of cool to play them back to back and just compare the way they are. But I was gonna say I've been I've been kind of interested in Fire Emblem because everybody's talking about it. Engage, you know, because it looks sort of like. You can call on old Fire Emblem characters, and I was I was thinking about getting it this week, but I'm like I got all these Persona games, and now GoldenEye is coming out at the end of the week, so it's like I just won't have time to play it. So I'm gonna put it on hold. But I was hoping to get a guest next week to talk about it. So hopefully we'll still do that. We'll get somebody in here to talk about Fire Emblem because I do think it looks really cool for what it is, and I like the idea of it being I like the idea of it being more focused on battling than relationships. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. piqued my interest but that you know made me think oh are they doing like some kind of streamlined maybe more action oriented take or whatever i mean if you want to if you want to play a more action oriented take on fire emblem you should play fire emblem the muso game which you can actually download the first chapter for free on the demo so if you want to apparently that game's great it's 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 like Mm. very much like uh the uh, breath of the wild one it's alternate it's basically alternate history or whatever it's like what if what if we would have went this way instead of the other way with three houses? Like, what if Byleth would have died? I think is what happens in that one, and it's just like this whole side side dimension. Like, what what if things would have been different? And it's all action, you know, because it's Muso. And I really wanted to play the demo of that because I heard that game was really good. But, but yeah, if you want to see the more action version of 
Fire Emblem. You can play the first few hours of it on the demo. But yeah, I think uh, I think I said enough. But we could take a break, sure, and then come oh. back and talk about whatever stuff is my stuff left. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about Jeremy's stuff and news. Oh yeah, and like a a topic right. thing too. Be right back. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Nintendo main expansion pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. Whoa. 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 He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Ah! Ah, patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Game over. Hi, I'm back from the break. So yeah, talk a little bit about what I played this week. Um, I talked about some of this stuff last week, but for those who missed, I finally beat the Fire Giant, and that to me, how good! It's pretty awesome. Um, I was stuck on it. I did the math. I think from May till last week, I was stuck on it, and, and to the point where I quit and started an all new game. So yeah, that's how. That's I, I don't know. I've been feeling really good. I'm still riding that high. A week later. Um, I've beat several more bosses since then, but nothing like beating the fire giant. Um, and I totally cheesed it. 
but it doesn't matter. Counts. Yep. Yeah. If the game allows it, counts. Yeah, the game totally allowed it. If you were if you didn't hear last week, which only a few of you would have heard our little uh mini podcast we did on the five dollar patron level. But essentially I got the giant to be stuck in a spot where he was just walking perpetually towards me, but wasn't actually moving towards me because he was stuck. And then I set up a one of my spirit summons essentially functioned as a turret and just took him out. And I I didn't hit him once. The turret did all the job for me. So arrow by arrow over like thirty minutes, right? Yeah, it took over thirty minutes and just go make a was, sandwich and come it back. Was dumb. And well, no, I couldn't like <laughs> peel my eyes away from the TV because at any moment, like Something if like something would have gone wrong where he yeah. would have like gotten unstuck, I wouldn't need to act quickly. So if I got up and made a sandwich and then I got back in 20 minutes of my time had been wasted, I would have been pissed. So, oh yeah, nope. I had to just sit there and stare at it for 30 minutes straight. And my heart was beating so fast. It was like I was actually playing it, but I wasn't. But yeah, I beat the fire giant. It made me really happy. And then I was able to go to where I'm at now is a Malaketh, the black blade, who is essentially the boss of the games, like underling. It's her like assistant. And it's a little bit like uh, Xenoblade two Chronicles two, right? They called like, they called the blade. The blades were also like a character, but they were also a weapon at the same time. Right, Trey? Yeah. It's a little bit like that in Elden Ring. There's these creatures that are considered the blades of uh, of the gods, and they're kind of like they're uh, basically their bodyguards. And this particular boss, Malaketh, uh, has the rune of death that caused the whole, the whole game to happen. There was this huge war called the Shattering, and it all started because they figured out a, a way to kill a god. And the way they did it was by stealing the rune of death from this guy that I'm stuck on now. So he's just like really hard. He's one of the like, he's the fourth or fifth to the last boss. And uh, he's really hard. But in the meantime, I went around and just started fighting all these other bosses that I had been stuck on and just wiping the floor with them. In fact, I went back and I just like, just went and like started just killing all the tree avatars which these big field bosses that are really hard went and just started killing all them and so i'm just kind of like having a good time just exploring the world and sort of I, I opened up the whole map i've got the full map now and um yeah i'm set to finish it whenever i really put my nose to the grindstone i think i could finish it within a week or two um i'm just not in a huge hurry to do that but i do plan on beating i was i was hoping to beat it by the end of this month i don't know if that's going to happen but I made some serious progress. This game has been a very good thing to have around this month for me. And just squeezing every nickel of worth out of this game, just how much I play it. I play it for, you know, at least two or three hours a day, every day. Um, as much as I can, really. I would say that's so, like yeah. that's like my uh it's like my video game schedule <laughs> for most anything is uh I play like three to five hours a day of something. Well, yeah, what I can I do, but I also tend to get burned out on anything after I do it more than a, a little while. So sure. I buy attention, just can't ha- handle it. Um, one game that I did play a lot of hours of this week though, was Yakuza like a dragon. Yeah. I, I saw you get, well, I saw you got it in the notes. I didn't actually see it in the video cause you didn't get to that, but no, we didn't get that far. Yeah. But fi- I did. I bought Yakuza like a dragon and um, I was going to buy it. On the holiday sale on the PlayStation Network, I think it was like 15 bucks. 
or 20 bucks. I can't remember. And then I missed the sale. I was like, oh man, well, whatever, you know, I'll buy it whenever. And I was thinking, you know, I'll buy it when I actually can play it. And then the within a day or two, I was on Twitter and Wario64 posted that it was on sale for, I think it was 1598 on Amazon for a brand new copy of it on PS4. So, so I was you like, get physical. Yeah. yeah, I bought the physical copy. And uh, I love that game. Um, it has made me fall asleep twice now, though, because <laughs> there is a lot of cutscenes. There's so much cutscenes in this game. Were you at the movies? Have you gotten to that yet? Where you where you go to the movies and you have to yeah. fight? You have to fight the sheep that are like trying to make you fall asleep. No, I I'm that was really pretty funny. far into the game. I've got my full party. I've got all four members, and um, the game is actually kind of opened up where I can sort of make choices because it's you, very yeah, linear yeah, at the beginning yeah and you moved it to and you moved to like that other town because it starts at a different town and then you go to a different place yeah, yeah i play i played a good amount of it but I, it was like i think i played a bunch of it in one town and then i found a whole nother area and i was like i don't want to do i don't want to play all of this area too and then i kind of just gave up on it but i mean i do think it's good i think that i thought the stories were really good and i thought the characters are good and it's the fun. actual the it's actual funny, like, like all the other yeah, battles are stuff. fun yeah like the actual RPG battles are fun, you know. They feel like Dragon Quest. You don't get like stuck to a streetlight or whatever. Like sometimes, they, I mean, it was very glitchy too when I was playing it. I haven't had too much glitch problems. Um, I did get stuck like one time, and I think, like you said, like in a in a, the edge of a, bu- a building or something. But I was able to uh, get out of it somehow. I can't remember how, but it, it wasn't that I got stuck. It was like that my party members would would get stuck on stuff sometimes. So, oh. like whenever they were because when they were trying to follow you. You know, but I guess that's like a lot of games are like that. But I mean, but it, it's funny. Like I mean, all those. But basically, all those I'm, are funny. the part I'm on is I'm uh, kind of investigating a, what we think was a murder that looks like a suicide. So that's my mission right now. So I love the the main character is just just an idiot. Actually, all the characters are idiots. Yeah, they're all kind of dumb. They're all dumb, and they're all just like. But the main character is genuinely delusional. Like you find out that he's just seeing things, you know, like that's pretty early in the game where they're just like, no, we don't see what you see. He's like, Oh, I guess my imagination just was really vivid. No, he's delusional, <laughs> but uh, it's still fun. I don't know. I like it. I've just kind of started treating it more like I'm watching an anime with a little bit of interaction. Cause I'm telling you the, the cutscenes are really long trade. I don't know if you remember there and maybe all the Yakuza games are like that. I don't know, but there's just so much exposition and it, it so depends. much conversation constantly happening. Even while you're walking, like your characters will talk sometimes. And if you like want to keep like a good rapport with your party members, you're supposed to not open up a menu or anything while when, once they start talking to you. So I've been trying not to do that. But yeah, it's it's a cool game. I like it. And I, I would like to finish it. Um, good luck. I mean, well, it's a, it's a, I know it's like a hundred plus hour, uh, ordeal that's kind of part of partially why i gave up on it because i didn't want to play it for that long i mean i don't know when i would when, when i will finish it but i would like to you know i, I don't have like a, i'm not in a huge hurry but it i literally can't play too much of it or it makes me fall asleep because too much talking. there's just always so much of yeah <laughs> but, but the of, story uh, is so gripping i, I thought the story video was game models talking to each other after a while you're just like okay and i but i don't want to skip but there was totally this one part where i fell asleep for i don't know how long during a cutscene, and I woke up, you know, I'm like, Ugh. and um, I was like, go, it was like, go to this place. I'm like, why? I don't know why. Like, I missed why. <laughs> and so I actually ended up doing like three or four missions where I'm, I'm not even sure what I'm doing. Eventually, I found out I was following around a prostitute 
to make sure like she wasn't getting like uh uh not exploited um what's the word I'm looking for robbed black well blackmail but whatever the other word is for whatever black we'll we'll call it blackmail uh that she was supposedly getting blackmailed but yeah I don't know there's a whole thing and there's a lot of weird plot twists and stuff in the game too but ultimately the game's about a yakuza who just completely respected his like boss the guy who was like the head of the of his particular um family that he was in and he takes a fall for somebody else because he's a loyal member of the yakuza and he and he feels like you know he's it's like the most honorable thing to do to take this to uh take this take this murder charge for someone else and he ends up just like getting totally screwed over by it i mean obviously on top of being in prison he also just when he gets out everything's different and spoilers nobody wants him around anymore so he's got to like make his own way in the world i mean it sounds like a play on the original yakuza game which i'm sure it is because the original one kiryu goes to goes to jail for his boss and it's like the honorable thing to like take you know to take the fall for mm. whatever and that's like the the way the way it starts and but it doesn't and it, it i mean it's not as bad i guess but i think it's supposed to be a play on that the same sort of thing where he does the same thing but it doesn't work out as well i mean i think it, it might also Kiryu. just be a you know just a, a, a that's what when people get out of prison yeah the world's changed and it's really hard to reintegrate the society and a lot of times they just can't because nobody wants to hire them or whatever, depending on the nature of their crimes or whatever. So maybe that's a little bit of that too. There's also a lot of cool stuff in there about like, um, like homelessness and, uh, mm-hmm. and like, and was he's like born in a soap land, which is like what they call like a, like a prostitute. Um, yeah. It's places. like a, and I actually did a little research. It's like, it's, it's a essentially a brothel, but through certain loopholes in the law, they're able to, be a brothel even though it's very illegal to do that but based on certain law based on certain loopholes and i think a lot of it also has to do with how well established they are or for how long they've been there and then also like who uh obviously what gangs are involved with running which ones and who's in whose pocket and all that i thought it was really like you know it was like pro sex work and stuff like that like i like that side of it well it really is there is one part there is one point where somebody's like... There's always some cringe moments in the Yakuza games, like, just because Japan, I guess, but... There's one point where someone's yelling at one of the people that was a prostitute or something, and they're like, imagine if you ever had a child, they'd be a child of a prostitute, and the main character's like, always worked out well for me, it was fine. Because, yeah, he yeah, was he's a child. he's a, a child of a prostitute. But, yeah, he doesn't even know who his mother was, because she just, like, left or whatever, and he just, just raised by the prostitutes at the the brothel so that's his whole history yeah he's he's got a he's had a pretty rough life and yet he still maintains some sort of positivity through it all not sure how he's you know he's uh he thinks he's in a in a dragon quest game that's the whole that's the whole thing yeah. just funny that he talks about dragon quest a lot oh, i enjoyed that and it's his hair is supposed to be reminiscent of like uh of like the akira toriyama design that's why that's why yeah. his hair is all poofed out i guess but yeah, no, I mean it's it's you know it's quirky, it's weird, and I thought you'd enjoy it, and I enjoyed it. I, for like the, it. I enjoyed it for the most part. I just had a hard time uh, staying on it, I guess. And a lot of those games, are, like I love those Yakuza games, but yeah, sometimes you kind of fall off them after a while because some of them are like a little too long, l- longer than they should be, I think. But I mean, it's you know, it's it's a cool game. Looks good for what it. You is. know, but I've been doing the right thing. I've been playing it in you know Japanese audio with English subtitles. So I don't think you can play it in English, can you? 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I I'm guess sure maybe some of those later later ones dev. you could. But I, I, know, I remember all the ones. Well, I guess, like, what was it? Yakuza 1 on PlayStation 2 was the only one that had English originally. And then after that, everything was in Japanese. Like, they didn't even bother doing an English version. Until, what, maybe, like, Zero or something? Because I, I don't think 4 or 5 had it at the time. Maybe when they were re-released. I guess the, la- the last thing I want to say, just because I mentioned it on the podcast when I originally bought it over... Pretty sure it was over two years ago at this point. Um, I finally set up the Raspberry Pi that I bought uh, this week, actually just today, and uh, it's a computer. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's a free OS you can download called Raspbian. So I downloaded it, put it on it, and it's literally it's got a word processor, a web browser, all that stuff. It's just a full on. I have it written here. It's basically it's like a laptop without a screen. Um, all the memory is whatever you know memory card you have in it. I have a 128 gig card in it so anywhere where i've got a screen i guess i could it could function as a laptop and obviously you can also use it like a uh you know as just a games console and stuff but mostly i was just interested in actually getting it hooked up and making sure i have everything to make it work which i do so what are you uh, gonna do with it i don't know play some games michael i think i wanted to make a i think i was gonna make a server possibly so what just are you have my serve? uh fries probably no i just wanted to have like a a central data hub that isn't cloud-based i don't know just as a project to learn how that works not necessarily because i need it but there are some uh once you you know you once you put the os on it it will suggest software to you and there's a bunch of software that teaches coding so i'm actually going to mess around with a little bit of that i started doing a little bit of a, a lesson in uh python today just to kind of test it out and it was working you know like i said it was working fine and um it was trying to teach me how to have it ask me my name and then put my name and then it'll say hi my name but i couldn't get it to work so i still need to learn but uh i don't know coding's still a pretty important thing i think to learn for the future and if i was going to do anything with it that would be super helpful that's what i would use it for but most likely i'm just going to end up making an emulator out of it yeah, no, I figured that was... If I could get a Saturn games running on it, that, that would play, be the ideal Yeah, I figured scenario. you would just play some shit on it. But you have That's it on pretty the, much it for me. You have it on the big TV? Uh, Yeah. Cool. Yeah, well, uh, I was just, yeah, played it in my office. I actually redid my office a little bit, but you can't tell from the camera, but I got a... I guess I could sort of show it. I got, like, a an extension for my desk that, like, pops out and swivels around, and that's been kind of nice for getting everything set up and more organized in here so my goal was to capture this video using my laptop but i can't figure out how to make that work just yet but in the meantime let's talk about the news oh yeah uh i, I think uh, you forgot to mention your nickname from earlier was it oh, you know, uh, your nickname or, or what you said something about treasures or treasure that's right things? i did forget to say that um so I said my nickname was Slayer of the Lord of the Blood. Of Blood. That's because I slayed Moog, Lord of Blood, who's supposed to be one of the hardest bosses in the game. I had no trouble with it. Moog, I don't know why. Lord I just got keyboard. lucky, I guess. More like Lord of Dud. Yeah. More like more like easy. Not hard. But no, the other thing I said was I did. I uh, I downloaded the Dragon Quest Treasures demo, and I was planning on trying to play it a little bit before the show, and ended up, like I said, ended up trying to get my computer hooked up and everything and 
got distracted. Oh, that's so. fine. I, I really don't. But I have it. Uh, I want to try it. Um, I don't think it's going to do much for you because I've read some people saying that it made them want to buy it. So okay. I mean, I I heard that the demo stops before you actually get to collect treasures. So they're not well, really. That's dumb. <laughs> they're not really letting you. It's the same as the Sonic demo. I guess which I just I, which kind I heard of you. I heard your bad. Assumed mouth on that it was going to be. Yeah. No, I didn't like that one. Uh, I assumed it was going to be a nice hefty square demo i guess i i mean it carries yeah it carries on but it's just the first part of the game so it doesn't actually get to the it's which is weird you just do the opening i think oh. you just do the opening where you're on the well i mean i guess it, it stops before you get to collect treasures but you can still kind of like fight some guys i guess but i don't think it really carries the idea of the game well and also like you know thinking about what you're saying about sonic frontiers and all that like, Sonic Frontiers is a pretty complicated game. Like, I'll give you that. Like, they th- they send you a whole bunch of shit, like, right at the beginning, where it's really not going to do anything for you if they only give you, like, 10 minutes to wrap your head around that. Like, all the different buttons that you use, that you will use for different things. Like, even even as much as I liked the game, I thought that it was a little complicated at the beginning. I was like, there's a lot of shit to do. You got to remember how to do a lot of stuff on here. And if they just gave this to you for, like, 15 minutes, like, you're not really going to have any idea. About the game, which whenever I get to, whenever I get to come visit either of you, I'll just show you my copy of it and just run around and show you some of the levels, because I do think it's a great game. Obviously, thank you. My list, but yeah. Whenever that happens, I'll just be like, "Hey, look at my." Uh, I guess I have me. I guess I could send it to you. I have a physical version of it, but I might still want to play it for that. There's free LT, free DLC coming out. I don't want to miss that. So I thought about going back to Sports Story this week, but I just couldn't do it. But I think I am possibly going to buy. It's gonna be packed. I can't. I, I can't believe why I keep forgetting the name of it. Chain Echoes. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna buy Chain Echoes. I heard it's great. I've got it on my. It's on my wish list now, and I keep thinking about it. And when I think about a game multiple days in a row, I usually end up buying it. So mm. yeah, I was gonna buy it, but I have no. I have no time for it. Sorry, Chain Echoes. Uh, I didn't have any time for it. It was just I just it, it came out towards the end of the year, and I'm just like I don't have time to play this or give it a chance for game of the year, or whatever. And I hear it's great, but I wanted to get through Xenoblade, and now I'm on Persona, so I'm like, I'll just wait till my thought I have being some time. either that or yeah, buy it. I'm not going to buy Live Alive yet because I think I should finish the demo first. But um, oh sure, I didn't. I, don't think I, I finished the demo, but I uh, I think I, I wouldn't mind getting something a little more uh, traditional, and I wouldn't mind taking a break from Yakuza and just kind of making that game something I stretch out for a while. That was actually something interesting for playing a Persona too. Is Persona is actually more? I think is more of a traditional RPG than Xenoblade, like hundred percent. You know, because it's it's more like you know you go to the new, you go to the new thing, you buy the new, you buy the new armor, you buy the new weapon, like you go to the new like area, like everybody's harder, like you grind, you grind like that. You know, it's much different than what I've been playing for however long. So it's kind of more, even though it's like you know based around like a Japanese town and all that, it's still feels more like those old school RPGs that just wasn't used to. And also it's, it has that brutal difficulty where like, if you die, you gotta, you gotta start at the save whenever you saved last and there's no save points in the dungeons really. So you gotta be careful, but let's talk about, let's talk about news, 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 news. Don't snooze or you miss the news. Um, I guess the big news that we kind of hinted at earlier is a uh, golden eye is coming to the switch this week. Um, this that was just announced today, just announced today. today yeah. Um, it says Friday, but it'll be out on Thursday because it always is. It's always the day before they actually say. But uh, I was just in between the on the break here. I was just telling Jeremy it's it's not actually on the NSO app yet. Weirdly enough, normally it shows up on there and it has a countdown and it'll show you like the exact hour that it comes out. 
But normally it comes out at like six o'clock, like six or seven, like central uh, on yeah. on the NSO. But the only thing it has is the fucking Uno trial on there. That's the only thing that it's showing is the <laughs> fucking yeah. Uno game trial, which I do not care about. But if you you know you could buy, I'm happy. We you could buy the I game for like four dollars. Like it's on sale. It's like eighty percent off. If you really want to uh, not play, not trial. play the Uno, uh, the, the Uno, uh, not play the Uno cards. Uh, if you don't have Uno cards and you want to play it on a thing, you could do that. But yeah, it's whatever. I don't care. I always I try to play by myself, and it's you just can't do Uno solitaire. So that's I'm true. Glad so you I could play, play it on Switch. Computer. Yeah, there you go. You can do that. Uh, one thing that's, that's one big news thing that I thought was really cool because I've been looking forward to this uh, story of seasons: A Wonderful Life, the remake of the GameCube game got a release date and a really cool trailer too. I don't know if you saw it, but it's like a, it's like a pop-up book like that they just flip through uh-huh. and they're just, and it just looks really neat. Like it's like, it's really pretty and it actually launched in Japan today, but it's only in Japanese it, and it's on sale too uh, in Japan on the Japanese eShop. And I, I thought about buying it for a second, but it's not, it's only in Japanese. There's no other languages on there. So I'm not going to pay full price for a game that's only in Japanese. <laughs> But I am, but I mentioned to play that just because Jess and I we've been playing all the Stardew and it just makes me want to play a single player. Uh, I just want to play some farming stuff, you know. And I really like that GameCube like game. I like that GameCube game though, and it looks good. Like uh, the they've like redone everything. Like like they read all the characters don't look the way they did. They, they completely redid the the polygons and all that. And uh, I, I guess there was a supposedly it wasn't fully confirmed, but it was in a it was in a stream a, a Japanese stream where uh, the streamer was showing like where you used to be able to walk into the the Game Boy Advance world, and apparently mm-hmm. that's going to be you can do that now without the link cable and all that stuff, and that's cool. Like they're doing a lot of stuff, the adding to it, and and yeah, and I think you can play till you till you die, till your character dies. That's what it showed in the trailer. You getting old and sad and watching your kid uh, do farm, do farming stuff and all that. So <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, but it's coming out. It originally said summer, and I think the official date now is June. It's like the end of June, so. I'm glad that it's not. I shouldn't not. be playing anything else. I'm glad that then, it's not so. soon. Yeah, there's nothing out in June, right? There was there was some more. Uh, there was some interesting stuff about uh, Fight Forever uh, came from our uh, unofficial Japanese correspondent, Monster Brunch, but uh, or just like reposted it. But this, I found it really interesting because it it seems like they're having trouble with the with the rating. Like, uh, and it's funny because like you know AEW Fight Forever, a game that's based on a TV show, a wrestling TV show that's on TBS and TNT. Where you basically beat the shit out of people and you and you bleed and then you know they do like they do uh, barbed wire and stuff like that on TV, but them wanting to emulate that on the video game would give it a possible mature rating. And they basically this is what I've heard is that basically that's they're afraid of releasing it at mature because they don't think that maybe they will get enough sales because of you know because like I guess a younger audience for for that and releasing a sports game at mature like they figure won't sell so they have to dial it back to make it a teen rating, which I thought was really interesting just because it has blood and, you know, they're beating each other with bats and barbed wire and, and like glass and, and like uh tax and all this shit that you can have on TV, like no problem, you know, but as a video game, it's mature now and it's, yeah. And it I guess silly to me. there's more, there's it, more delays on that because of that. It's what it seems like. And it, it, and it checks out from what I've read and I've read a bunch of stuff about it. It seems like it's, I wish there was actually, some way that this be a game, like a game like this would be, be good for an idea like this, that you could, if you want to, like it's t- it's T for teen or whatever, but you have to, if you could like enter your age or whatever you have to do to b- make it M if you want it, you know what I mean? Like you should be able to you, bu- you should be able to buy a blood code. Like that's what I was thinking. Yeah. It's just like buy, buy it as is and pay like pay yeah. an extra like 
I'd pay an extra ten bucks or whatever to just give me like the full violent version, the original version. Put out two versions. If it of has the game, to do that. Not? Yeah. Put out a T version. Put out an M version. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's more that's more development and all that. Like they don't want to do that. But if they could make it a DLC thing where you could buy it and just I don't know, it seems really dumb. Like I want it. I mean, it's you know, it's a sports game, quote unquote, but it's a fighting game too. Like it should be able to be as it should be able to be as bloody as they want it to be. You know, I kind of want it to. I'm not going to not get it if it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have so much blood on it now. But I want to see what their original idea was, because it did look pretty violent from what I saw of the pictures of it of them. Like I said, throwing people into glass or like using like the tacks like they use on the show and all that. And it looked pretty, looked pretty bloody, pretty pretty bloody, and I thought it looked great. So it seems like they've like they've gone full tilt with it, but now they're running into some some trouble with the ratings, trying to figure out a way to scale it back. Is that my understanding right? Yeah, I think so. Like, they, I don't think they want so, like, it to be a mature they, game, and they're and so it's, it's, it's going to get a mature rating. De- yeah, it wouldn't be more development time necessarily if they were just, hey, we made an M-rated version already. Let's just release that, and then if we if we have to do a T version, let's also release a T version. That seems like the best way to me. I mean, especially with something like wrestling, like it has fans that are younger and older. Like, do that. Make it M version. Make a T version. I think they're afraid of not selling of not selling as much if they release an M version. Is what they're you know they're afraid that's going to like hurt their sales. So they want. I think the audience that watches AEW is probably smart and wise enough about video games that they could like they could make their own choice and seek out the M version if they want it, or if you're buying it for your your kid or whatever, get the T version. Or it could be like um what was it uh, uh what was that um football game mutant league football where you could like change mm-hmm. the announcers to not cuss like if you wanted it to if you wanted your kids to play it you could put it on a kids mode like there's games right. that do that like and that was a really violent sports game where you could actually kill members of the other team and all that and i remember i bought it i bought the game for one of my nephews and i told my my uh my stepbrother i was like you know you can just go into the settings and turn off all the vulgar stuff and you games can, can just do this it, dynamically. Yeah. Like we all have profiles on our systems, right? So just like you have Netflix for kids and Netflix put it, put for it on adults. A kids version, yeah. Yeah. So like if you fire up this game on your kids' profile, it's just going to automatically be you know the lesson version or whatever the T version. It kind of segues into our our topic of what we're going to talk about later. But uh, you know, the, like good idea for future consoles to embrace. I think scalable ratings. Sure. I mean, we we can talk. We can talk about that now. Those are just a couple of things I wanted to say. I've just uh, I've just been thinking, you know, because uh, this is something I feel like we're gonna be thinking about this whole year. Is uh, you know, there's all these rumors going on around. You know, there's I've, I'm sure you've seen. There's rumors that like, you know, there was gonna be a Switch Pro, but now they're not doing the Switch Pro. Now they're moving on to Switch Two or whatever their next system is. And I've heard I've seen people talking about like that Tears of the Kingdom may be the last big release from Nintendo for the Switch, and they're going to push everything else to whatever Switch 2 is or whatever the next thing is. And that makes me think about, you know, like, what was what would actually something be? You know, what would you want the ultimate next Nintendo thing to be and all that, you know? And I don't, I'm pretty happy with my Switch right now because I just play old games on it, and I really don't care. But, uh, <laughs> but eventually there's going to have to be another one. And for me, majorly, like, I just want another hybrid... Obviously, better joysticks that don't break. Even though you can apparently you can buy ones that uh, you can put this in your yeah. Joy Cons that have like the upgrade. have like the Hall whatever the Hall and Oats uh, mode on it that can, <laughs> that can that can make it work. But uh, I'm actually kind of interested to just it'd be an interesting experiment to buy it to just try it out. And it's half price. I can get them for like thirty bucks for both uh, Joy Cons. And I watched a little video about taking it apart and putting them in there. It didn't look that 
complicated. But I don't care about my all effects standard in the next switch, the the next joysticks. Yeah, but I don't care. I don't care enough about my Joy Cons to really like make them like that because I don't really give a shit because I don't even use them anyway. I have different Joy Cons. But I, I kind of, I think the main thing that I want more than anything is number one, I want to be a hybrid still. And Nintendo, you can never really predict Nintendo. They always do weird shit or just kind of out of the blue, like Wii U made no sense, you know, like. They always do like they'll go left when you think they're gonna go right or whatever. And I want them to be I want it to be a switch too, and I want it to just have everything accessible that's accessible now. Just it runs yep. it just runs better. I'm I'm pretty simple on this. I just want a new system that just all the stuff that couldn't run before can run now, I guess. That sort of thing. Give it better textures and uh whatever. But make it but make thing, it but make it still handheld and on the TV, because I like that idea of it. I would like if it embraces all the standards that we have had for other systems just for, for years now like every standard you, know, you can still go left nintendo you can still do new things but there are standards which we expect of you and are just long overdue like achievements an integrated achievement system on board you know xbox came up with this in 2005 it was embraced by every other platform playstation steam uh they all do it and come on, you've kind of like half-assed your way in. Certain games have have in-game achievements, or you've got the uh, the platinum rewards thing going on that you do. But like, come on, just just come on board. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't really care that much about achievements anymore. But I mean, yeah, it is a, a lot of people do. And when I and I when I played more PlayStation, I did like care about uh, trophies and there were Lego games that I play longer so I could get the platinum trophies for them and all that sort of thing. So some games do get more longevity when there's like a achievement attached to it or whatever. And it was kind of fun to get platinums on some things. So I do kind of miss it. And it was kind of cool to see that little, hear that little noise on the PS3 where it'd be like, ding, or just like come into the corner whenever it, whenever it gets there. Yeah. I think it incentivizes you to dig a little deeper and, you know, on, on the whole thing about, like everything that you've done on on your your system, and come up with like a whole list of uh, uh you know it's, it's things that you've done, and you know it, it's it's a nice incentive to keep trying, do different things, play new games that you maybe wouldn't try, and yeah, it's, it's standard at this point, so it's ridiculous that Nintendo doesn't have it yet. I would add to that, um, likewise, there's like a more robust online social experience, like. Like you know, uh, that chat system built in, or whatever, or, or more importantly, notif- notifications. Voice chat. What's that? <laughs> Voice chat or text chat. If I want to send you a message or whatever, communicate and set up. Oh, you hey, do you on, want to play a game now? Oh, wait, I can't talk, do that. Talk on your phone, man. Get a. They got an app for that. No, I'm kidding. The only thing I yeah. use that app for is to see like who's playing Switch. I'll get on it to see if uh, what my friends are playing, but that's the only thing I do with it. Well, I would like something that like it. Like, okay, every time I, if I, if I've had my switch off for a week, I'll turn it on and uh, I'll get the notifications. There's a little button, a little light up thing on, on, on the switch um, that says, if you've got play invites. And I go there and it's my nephew and he's invited me to play Ninja Turtles seven times because he doesn't understand <laughs> that, that I don't, <laughs> that, you know, it doesn't notify me wherever I'm at. You don't you know? know, yeah. There was, right. uh... I would love it if it pushed to your phone and, Hey, so and so wants to play right now. Okay, cool. I'll stop what I'm doing and I'll play Ninja Turtles with my nephew. Make it more <laughs> more integrated, more modern. Like I believe Xbox and all those other things can do that, but we 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 don't have that right now. Yeah, it would be cool to have it. Yeah, where you could like have it push, send you like a text or something like that through your phone, so you could know uh, 
that somebody was playing. I mean, you get texts like while you're in a game, but not when you're out of it, you know, just so you know, like when your friends are on or want to play, or you could just text them on their phone. I'm sure your, your nephew doesn't have a phone to text you and nope. say play turtles, <laughs> you know? Right. But I think it's so, it's so cute. It's always like so endearing. Like I really wanted me to play Ninja Turtles. There's was 14 invites for him on Tuesday, but he didn't understand that I wasn't glued to my switch watching. I got some invite from a person that I didn't know asking me to play uh, it, it Takes Two. <laughs> At one point, I was like, well, I guess I could play it and see what it was, but I don't want to stop whatever I'm doing. And I don't know this person. But I wouldn't have to chat with them, so it's good. So I wouldn't even know uh, if they're toxic. I'd never know. Must have met them in some way for what, or something. I also like something that, that is almost like a personal feed, like a, like a Facebook feed or something. In, in line with the app you're talking about, one really cool thing they could do would be to make all of your videos and screenshots just in a cloud sort of scenario where you can look at it on your phone. I think that'd be so cool <laughs> if I could be like, instead of having to upload it to some social media or whatever, just be yeah. like, oh, you know, check out what I did today. And you could just like hold the phone up to somebody and show them a little clip of video or whatever. And uh, that's good. And, uh, yeah. Just have it, yeah, all automatically in there and then. Maybe you could use those screenshots to like deck out your profile or whatever. Right. That's along the uh, lines of what I was away from the terrible way that you like, do it now, where it's like scan this QR code and join this. Scan this yeah. other thing and join this other thing. Oh yeah. Now it's on your phone. Now you can send it to your laptop. Like I like my uh, my laptop background, I wanted to make a picture from a uh, Xenoblade and uh I and I you know, and I got it from the Switch, but it just it just takes forever to do it. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's just like, so it's dumb. Where it's like scan this, scan this, app. and now and now send it to yourself and whatever. We already have a stupid app that you made us get, and like, why don't you just upload the videos and photos automatically to that app? That's already there and useless. So the other thing I want is, uh, I'm never going to back away from that second screen. Bring back the two screens and do it. Either have a flip up second screen on it as a handheld, or have it project to the TV for extra features for like, you know, something like what we always thought it was going to be after we saw the Wii U and then they took it all away. It would, it, it could be pretty cool to have like a dockless dock, you know, like just a, a thing that you hook up to your TV and like your switch communicates with it, but you don't actually put your yeah. switch in there so you can use your switch as a controller and that's the second screen. And then it'll be on the TV as well. I'm into that because then you can re finally re-release like DS and 3DS games. Mm -hmm. And that's what that I was. So I never understood why. I mean, we had the DS games re-release for Wii U, but I always felt like that would have really helped the Wii U if they would have just like released the re Wii U, put a little 3DS slot on there, just let you play all your 3DS games on the TV through the Wii U, like, I would have been like, yeah, let's fucking do that. Like, I would have loved playing, like, Dragon Quest Seven and Eight, like, on the TV, the 3DS versions, and it would have been great. Like, I always want everything to be handheld and TV, but, but yeah, I'm totally into the two screens, because I want 3DS and DS games to be re-released and, and be good, you know, because we're kind of stuck in a, I mean, you could release them, but they won't be as good as they were on the Wii U, or, or the DS ones, but I want 3DS ones to get re-released as well. Yeah, um, but Anything else? What, what else? What else do we need on this new switch or whatever it's going to be? The only thing I was thinking is, you know, um, uh, still not VR is what I was thinking. I was listening to uh, Eight Four Play the other day, and they were talking about the uh, just how hard it was to get PS PlayStation VR two for uh, PlayStation Five. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, how much is the PS Five? What like six hundred dollars? 
five hundred, six hundred dollars. Yeah, they were saying the PSVR two was eight was like almost eight hundred dollars on top of that, and I was like, "What? And you're you're almost paying like two thousand dollars? Yeah, for the headset." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "That's stupid." So I don't want it. I just don't want them to release that sort of thing because I don't want to pay that sort of money for it. I can see. So if you're comparing it to like a good, uh, a decent PC headset, that price of what thirteen hundred dollars is about what you'd pay for the headset alone on on a PC. No, I mean, I, I, I'm sure, I'm sure. Top of that, right? I just, know? I just don't think it's. I mean, it doesn't seem like a Nintendo thing, and I have no interest in it. That's what I'm saying. They're they're expensive, and I don't have the room for it either. Or interest, I've got interest, interest. in it, but I, I don't hold out hope that Nintendo will get into it anytime soon. I think they will eventually. Maybe a system or two down the line when it's affordable when it becomes affordable. Yeah, when it's affordable, maybe, and they think it can actually become a good video game. Because I think they said that like they didn't feel like people would play it long enough, like to to you know, because a lot of them are like, like we kinda, tried this kind of quicker more, it didn't work. <laughs> or kind of quicker more. Well, they tried it recently. We got Labo VR, but uh, oh, yeah, I forgot I mean, about that. But you know, whatever. But I mean, yeah, I still, I, I still don't think it's really the place for that. I just want, I just wanted just a stronger system, you know, that runs better. And I would really love this is a pie in the sky dream, but I would love it if they just get on board and. And put out a system that's on par with the other current systems. Handheld though, I think there's a possibility. There's a possibility. That no it, fucking way! Did you see how happen? big the PS5 is? Handheld? Oh yeah, I know how big it is. But here's it's gonna the have thing. to be a suit. Is Nintendo is making a <laughs> play to becoming it. a multimedia company now. Like they're they put out movies. They're putting out. Um, they're, put, they're putting out uh, the theme parks. That means they're trying to diversify their revenue streams, and so. Maybe like Sony, they're trying to, you know, become something that, or they're having more money come in. That's the whole. I mean, that's the obvious objective of any company. But they're really, really putting the gas, uh, you know, on it or whatever, lighting a fire. And so, the end result of that could be that uh, yes, they get to be innovative and and think different and all that stuff. But also, they'll be on par technologically, graphically, but not handheld. There's no fucking way that they could make a PS5 that's handheld. That thing can barely even fit in a room. Like, you would have to... I don't know how you would do that. The thing's gigantic, and you have to somehow shrink that into into a handheld. Maybe in 10 years from now. And also, they... Well, also, I think we're to the point where... Um, I, think we're, I think we're to the point where graphics don't matter that much, obviously. I mean, look at something like Pokemon that sold millions of copies mm-hmm. and looked like shit. But people didn't care because it was all about the heart. Of that game. I'm just saying, it doesn't really matter that much, like to uh, to a lot of people. Like they don't really care, like whether, especially it when you see like that. how everything releases for PS4 and 5 at the same yeah. time. It's like one has better resolution. Who cares? It's like uh, I guess I guess like probably in the next year they'll start releasing stuff just for PS5 finally. But mm-hmm. I think I I, I don't there know. Is I, some I feel stuff. like the, I think the reliance on graphics have kind of. It's I mean look if you look at the actual sales of the Switch. It's not like they need to make more money. It's not like if they released a PS5 level system that they're going to make more money. They're making more money because they have this because they made the Switch, which is not a PS5 level. They're making it because it's a handheld ha- hybrid. It's like if they made like an, a thing like Xbox, then they'd sell like those, so they'd sell less than they're selling right now. So that's not actually the good way to go, I think. But I'm just saying what I would like from them. I would like I would like to have something that's you know. Sometimes I look over the fence at PS4 or, or PS5 and Xbox and like, oh, that that looks nice. That looks 
pretty and you know i don't have a system that can do that kind of stuff i, th I think it would be nice to just for once since the gamecube 20 years ago to have the system with uh, you know the great nintendo ip but it also comes close to what the other guys can do but real time the, the other growth. thing is that like there are games that that are on those systems that can't be on the switch and it's just like you know it would be nice to have have the third parties and stuff like work more nicely with nintendo and being able to, to throw their properties over our way yeah no i mean I'd, I'd like them to do that for that i'm just saying that i don't want them to go like to try to be like the ps5 level or whatever because I don't think they need to. I mean, I'd, I would like to just be like just one generation ahead of this. Just go like somewhere between like four and five or something like that, but still handheld. It's kind of more. I, I feel like it's a little more mm. feasible for what they're for what they're trying to do. I think where where it would still run pretty much everything that isn't like I don't know that isn't owned by Sony. Did you have any other input on what you would like to see if there was a when there's another Nintendo? I would like to be able to, to again buy certain games for other people like we could on the Wii. that was such a nice feature i do miss gifting i mean yeah about yeah. i guess about all you can really do is buy a digital code and send it to somebody but it would be it's cooler if you could like put it through the system where you could like turn it on it's like here's a gift like that would be mm -hmm. neat it'd be a nice surprise that was cool. i do miss the glowing blue light too can we work that in somehow <laughs> to the next system where somehow it can blue you know like when you when your nephew send you send you a, a message it'll glow in some way and you know we'll know to check it yeah, know, like that. find a way for the you don't have to do it through your phone like even like the 3ds had a little light that would come on to let you know like whether you got a street pass or something the switch doesn't even have that that's another thing we got to bring back street pass we should have never street got rid of street pass street pass is an awesome thing where you can walk past people and give them pieces of puzzles that you can put together and they'll water your they'll water your plants and all that shit this is great it's a good time or you could uh, lose to Jeremy Parrish in a, in a strategy game like I did, but no, I, I I do miss I miss Street Pass. I wish that would be there, and maybe some like uh, some amiibo integration. I got all these amiibo. Just don't do anything with them. <laughs> I just buy them for what they look like. But maybe do some cooler stuff with it in the future. I don't know. Did you have any, anything you wanted to add, Jeremy? To a new, I know I think kind of a combination of what y'all been saying. Um, give us everything you already had, like. Just have it be fully backwards compatible. They want have Nintendo exist as an ecosystem, not as the new console. Or you know, it will be the new console, but it's more like the you know just continued access to the ecosystem with more bells and whistles. And obviously, thinking forward to more games in the future, it's just maybe graphics don't matter, but you're still gonna you know the this, the industry standard is still gonna change over time and technology is going to get cheaper and it's just inevitable that it's going to be more powerful like sometimes well well yeah the next one will be after I'm just several saying, like, years at the it's front cheaper line. to make a more powerful console by then yeah than it was to make the original less powerful one so you know that's just the way of what it's going to be there's no way around it it's going to be a more powerful console now are they going to go somewhere else with it i don't think so i think they've got their i really hope not I they've mean, got their you mainstream <laughs> success that they wanted They've carved their own niche, which they always have been trying to do. But they've really carved their own niche, and it's, yeah, just about everybody has a Switch if they're a gamer, it seems. So why change that? Why why not keep that install base going, you know? And Nintendo's owned the handheld business for, like, so long, like, that they just need to just just embrace that and stay there. Like, yeah, no, it's it's a hybrid, but, I mean, it's really, I think really a lot of it is, is the handheldness of it. And that's been... 
where they've always needed. Nobody could, you know, Sony tried it a couple times, but they couldn't step to the to the Nintendo hand, handhelds. Couldn't, couldn't step to the DS or the 3DS or Game Boy Advance or whatever, you know. Like, they're still, what, what their highest system selling system of all time is the is what the DS still, or, or is it the regular Game Boy? We did this in an X-Pack, but I forgot which one which one it's had the, the highest sell. It's mm-hmm. the DS. Yeah, so, I mean, it's like... But they might be counting those sales twice for the two screens. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I just, yeah, no, I, well, I want... Well, it was the yeah. developer's system, so yeah, that's yeah. why. I want, I want, yeah, no, of course I want better graphics on the next one. I'm just saying that I don't think they need to reach for the highest bar in that, in that aspect. No, they, and they never will. And they won't, again. just because they're not, because they're Blue Ocean, right? That's so what they've been saying for They've a found while. a formula that works for them. And yeah. Now, are, am I kind of thinking maybe, I know a lot of people think it's going to be good, then bad, then good, then bad, like with the Nintendo consoles, but no, it's going to be another good one. I, I feel it. I hope so. I, I just, yeah, no, I would love for it to, and I'm just afraid because, you know, Nintendo never does the logical thing that you think they would do. I just want them to just like, let us carry all of our games over to the next thing. Uh, and you could save time on developing stuff. Just do like, you know, like do like the HD, whatever, the, whatever it's called, the up, the upgrade, the upscaling, you know, mm-hmm. like where you can bring it to the next one and you can do kind of like whatever they're doing with PS4 and 5 where you can buy it like with another, with the, with the Switch 2 version of it or whatever and where you can kind of sell both of the systems at the same time. And I want everything to go over. I want all my saves and all my big game collection to come on there. Hopefully it has a much bigger... Uh, hard drive on it this time around and so you can automatically put stuff on there and you know don't like right i don't want i don't want like every you know you know everything re-released again for the next one i just want to carry the stuff that i already have on there which i know that kind of loses money for them but let's do it anyway be great for me i have a huge collection on there i just wanted to go to, to switch to so i can keep playing it for however i don't want to start all over again yeah again again that would be sad don't call it the switch too that's another thing that I want. I don't want to super, risk a super Wii U Switch situation. Call it the new Nintendo Switch. <laughs> so the next one is going to be the eighth console, right? Is that correct? I mean, it's still it's not a console; it's a hybrid. Well, the eighth, call whatever the, the eighth call the Octo console Switch. handheld, whatever. Yeah. I mean, there call was like there was Nintendo like twelve Octopus. of them. If you count the so handhelds, that... there was twelve because we did when we did our uh, ranking. There was twelve systems, or including handhelds. Oh, gotcha. Like I think one thing that PlayStation did wise from the beginning was to just start counting, and you know that's a have consistent brand, and you know oh here's the new one, here's the new one. It's just like it's not the new Nintendo Switch DS Lite or whatever, blah blah blah. So I kind of wish Nintendo had done something like that from the beginning. Xbox fucked themselves over because they were like Xbox, Xbox three hundred and sixty, Xbox One. Yeah, so the, the newest the newest one should have been the Xbox 359. All yeah, all of their names make never made any sense. They're all so dumb. It's like nope. 360, okay, whatever. And yeah, then one. Wait, one? Why? You already had a one. It was the first one. <laughs> why do you need? Why is this the one? And then now it's like Series. I, I don't know. Series X, yeah. which yeah, whatever. Sure. All right. I think uh, I think that's enough for that. Um, I'm I'm really interested because I think it's you know we're gonna hear more and more talk of this and I just want it to stay hybrid more than anything else. That's my that's my thing that I that keeps me up at night is I'm like, will there be a Switch Two or will it be Switch U and it's actually just a console and it's not and you can't take it outside anymore. It's gonna be a Switch U. The last thing I want to say is whatever the next system is, it's not coming for a long time, as evidence. Nintendo um, or somebody has, has uncovered that Nintendo has 
upped Switch production in preparation for the new Zelda. Well, so I mean, Zelda's gonna that's kind of Zelda's a gonna push that yeah. back. You know, I, I don't think we're getting the new Nintendo whatever for at least another year, probably two. Why would it? I mean, the earliest I would think is twenty twenty four. I've like, definitely not, like, given up on year. my theory that it was going to be with the new Zelda because that's just too soon. It's months away. Yeah, I mean, I think I mean upping their systems like. Yeah, they they think, but it but also it's like, how many people don't have a switch? Like, who are these people that don't have switches? Like, I feel so like doing the like all the people got them. Going to do a Zelda a Zelda OLED. So yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's the upping. rumor. I think that's going to be. I think that's real though. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. The Tears of the Kingdom OLED. The new Switch is going to be a system that you can only play if you go to Super Nintendo World. You can only play it there. You can't buy it. Can't take it home. You can only come to the to the uh, to the place and play it there. That's how they get people. So to that's going to cost you two ninety nine plus about a thousand dollars for your <laughs> universal ticket, your airfare. Yeah, that'd be kind of funny. Like, there's like the actual Switch Two only exists at our at our uh, at our amusement park. So please come and play it. It's like what? Okay. You have to watch the movie before you even enter the park. It's, It'll be a test. There's there's a room you have to sit in, and it's it's and it and they've changed it to where. Uh, where uh, Chris Pratt's voice is everybody now, so it makes it even more annoying. He plays it's every he, he plays every character in there. They're just they speakers out. on each chair has a speaker on it, and there's speakers on the floor, and it's just all Chris Pratt's voice. That's how they make sure you really want the new system. Only true fans can do apply. I mean, speaking of voices, I guess we can end on this one, like sort of a down note. But uh, what was it? And uh, and this is video games and outside of it. But uh, Justin Roiland, a co-creator of uh, Rick and Morty. Uh, double voices oh, yeah. for Rick and Morty. His domestic abuse uh, got fired pretty much everywhere that he worked at, including yeah, Hulu, Squanch Hulu Games Hulu being the too. most right. Squanch Games being the most relevant to us because there actually are some. I think the Trover game is on the Switch. Oh, it is. Yeah, yep, it is. So um, that's the company he founded. Well, he found it with somebody else, but it is interesting. Like, we well, found it. I was, ta- I was talking too. to Sean about <laughs> I mean, it. He created it. Well, well you, and, and he was he at came that out with one, the concept, but yeah. he didn't found it. So, the game company, I think that was his own money that he had earned from Rick and Morty and other stuff. And then he founded it, you know, as his own business. So, my question is even though he resigned from the company, does he still own it? Does he still own a portion of it? Like, is that still a thing? In which case, is he still just going to be making money off of both properties, even though he's been booted from them? I imagine so. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I imagine those contracts are uh, a you know, thing that they have to work out. I don't think you know, they, they probably have to, I imagine they probably have to get in there and negotiate if they're going to do something like that. Because like uh, an example when I was... Clause that he, would allow him to get out. Uh, well, when Shauna was... Uh, when I was talking to her about it, she... Knew more about all that. You guys remember all the stuff that happened to the Try Guys late last year. Oh, yeah. Yep. So anyway, she had kind of w- was comparing it to that, even though they're very different things. There's still, you know, a, a case of a company severing ties with someone who founded it. Oh. And so turns out he's still making money, even though he's not part of that. Oh, on those videos? That's a long and short of it. Yeah. They digitally removed him from a lot of the old videos in, in order to avoid paying him any more than they had to but i am under the impression probably that he Royland's still going to be making money off this stuff he just won't be directly involved with anything anymore so i could be wrong and i mean if justice were properly served 
that's probably how it would be, but I don't know. I don't know where when it comes down to actual like assets and stuff like that, how much is that affected by a domestic violence case? I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Either. It's, it's fucked know. up though. And he's, I mean, he's done for, I mean, maybe he's going to, there's some, uh, he said, maybe there's pretty... going to be a giant company of canceled people that do something someday, but for now, Fox news, we or... won't be hearing from that. <laughs> dude no more. Or, or what is it? Uh, Ben Shapiro's, uh, is his right wing, uh, TV company or whatever that he's trying to Maybe, do. Yeah. With yeah. That I'm whatever. just thinking of like with, with uh, that lady from know, the Mandalorian on there. My, the thing <laughs> that comes like to mind actor. for me is like Louis CK who was on the top of the world when he got, you know, yeah. when the shit went south for he him. Thing, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> It's like maybe he, maybe they'll like form something together. <laughs> I have no clue. I mean, they're brilliant creators. They're fucked up people, but they've got good yeah. ideas. So they're probably still going to find some way to make money off of their brains, sadly. But who knows? Did you look at any of the shit, like the shit he sent to underage people? And yeah. All that? Like that was, that was a, its own creepiness. Oh, Justin Roiland? His text, yeah. His, yeah. Like, his, minor, his, uh, his text to minors. Yes. and I mean, those are, uh, well, allegedly texts. I don't know if they were screen grabbed, right? Supposedly. It's one of those cases where someone that gave you a creepy vibe because of their art, turns out they were probably emulating the way they really are <laughs> to a certain extent, which is especially fucked, but... Creepy. Yeah. And, uh... Who knows? Yeah. I guess on that note, from what I heard uh, on the news, uh, Chris Pratt is actually going to be doing the voices of uh, Rick and Morty now. So uh, <laughs> oh, we can we can we can uh, be happy about that. So that was what I was originally He's... going for with this uh, with this news uh, bit. Oh uh, wow, it was, that, it was a bit just to... that. Chris Pratt is uh, he's going to be the no no uh, yeah that would be that would be hilarious though. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, I think I think we're good. I think we're good for this episode. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, thanks for coming back. If uh, anybody is here, says. We didn't lose all of our listeners for missing a week last week. But, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, go to patreon.com slash podcast and you can, for just a dollar, you can hear all of our extra episodes. Hear us talk about anime and and uh, other shit on there. And you can hear the episodes early and watch videos of us recording them and all that shit. Check that out. Also, uh, twitch.tv slash nintendomainpodcast. Uh, if we if we do play online, Goldeneye I was, will stream it on there. So hopefully we can play something over the weekend. My N64 NSO controller is charging at this moment right now. So I'm getting ready for it to come out. I'm ready to play that shit. Probably play it. ready to rumble. Probably play it while I'm editing, even. Because it'll be, it'll be fun. I was trying to th- I was trying to figure out if there's a way for me to actually make it dual analog, and I think maybe I can. If you use the eight bit dough one, the new one, because you can actually f- switch the switch the analogs, so you could actually maybe make it like a, a traditional dual analog shooter, because that's what I really wanted from it. But that'll be an experiment that we'll talk about next week. Also, uh, YouTube.com/slash/NintendoMainPodcast. You can watch my top ten video on there if you want to see Gondor, like I was talking about from uh, from Xenoblade. She's on there and funny. Um, twi- uh, Twitter still here at Nintendo underscore domain. I'm on there. Jeremy's on there at JMaxTech. Still exists. Check that out. And yeah, thanks for listening. We've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jerry Mikowski. John Nitter. And uh, we'll see you next time. See ya next time. See you next time. <laughs>
Nintendo Main. I'm back, and we're going to record another episode here. Um, <laughs> that's not even a topic. Um, <laughs> this week on Nintendo Main, this week on Nintendo Main, we're back, and we got a lot to talk about. Golden Eyes coming to Nintendo 64. What? It's already <laughs> on 64. About time. 